0: Welcome to Jim's BBQ. Can I take your order?
1: And uh, we even danced mm-hmm. uh, at, around the fire. Like, not like we're not like, you know, uh, doing like ritualistic dancing. Are summoning Satan?
2: I would have voted for him just be, uh, solely on the jackets.
1: I think the requirement as mayor was that you had to fit into the
3: jackets. I'm just gonna take my sparrow tips somewhere else. <laughs> I like. She was like, "Oh, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty for gasoline." Come
2: on down. There's people peeing all over the place. <laughs> Come on what down. There's prayer. people pissing into the surf. Mmm, That's... Mmm. <laughs> and I'm like. Mm.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 234 of Jim's BBQ Podcast, I'm Mike I'm Dylan I'm Sean And tonight we have returning guest, the lovely and talented Miss Elizabeth
3: Oh,
0: I'm talented in addition to being lovely it, Every time on I'm, I'm on, do I get another adjective?
1: Yeah, I uh, I'll have to remember that
0: and why, why is Sean always not like confused if he's really Sean?
1: Because <laughs> he's not. He, okay, because it's always you know uh, we do Mike and uh, I'm Jim and I'm Dylan. So he's not. We we don't quite have it down where he's supposed to go. Him and Dylan always just kind of it, I, they just kind of do it on the fly. I feel. <laughs> I think. I but mean, like, maybe we, the we second... should just
3: like, at this point, you know, make it like I'm Mike, I'm Dylan, and I'm Sean. We should just make that.
2: Just for these episodes, like Photoshop me over, uh, Jim. But
1: <laughs> oh,
3: by the way, <laughs> uh... my
2: face, like cheap, really cheaply Photoshopped, like <laughs> not even like any editing or just like a a square. Like, cut, like uh, you, so, t-
3: don't even use like the magic wand grab tool and if no. you grab some of the background. It's okay. Just literally do like a, just a square of your face, just drop yes. it over him, Yeah. like
0: your passport headshot over Jim's head and shoulders.
3: Yeah,
1: like the cartoon ver- the cartoon version of Jim with like an actual picture of you over <laughs> over it. <laughs> well, yeah, the I problem like. That.
3: Here, the problem here is that I would. Because uh, I I could do that in Photoshop. But it would require me to get the vector image uh, that Jim made, and uh, that would probably take forever. So by the time we did it, it would probably not be funny anymore or relevant.
1: Probably not. and By the way, Jim will be back soon. Don't you worry? Yeah.
2: I'm like again, I've said I'm I'm the Joan Rivers to uh, his Johnny Carson. Mm, there you go. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Which is, I just comment because it's the second episode where it's like, I'm Mike, I'm Dylan, I'm Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like,
2: are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure I, I'm fairly lucid tonight.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah. So uh, we, I mean, we have a pretty you know big what? topic. Watch your sass there, arm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to refer to Liz's arm for the rest of the episode. Can you change her
2: name to Mike and Arm?
3: <laughs> Mike and Arm. <laughs> well, Lisa I have like, anytime time that Liz and speaks. I can't see her except for her arm. I, anytime I think it's that Liz speaks,
2: way. she's going to like, her hand's going to come on screen and just do this.
3: Do like a little puppet. Yeah. <laughs> Should I get a sock? Yeah, get a sock, draw yeah. like two dots on it for eyes, and then you could be explaining it, but be really just like, well, the the thing about it is just like you know the uh, the writing was just so not good, and I don't know, I just thought the acting was generally bad, and all this, <laughs> except it's like Kermit when he's upset. What are you doing, Mike?
4: How
2: long is it taking you to change uh, Mike and Liz to Mike and Arm? I, I had to
1: find where it was. Oh, I wasn't sure where. You do that it was mid looking. episode?
3: There we go. <laughs>
1: oh Well, you know, I mean, you <laughs> blizz. Is... <laughs> background music on.
3: <laughs> what? Did you guys know there's background music? No. Yeah. Look Here. at this.
0: Maybe a setting.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh. Oh, shit. I might start using these. Let's see what their version of rock is.
1: Oh, maybe that's what we should use for (laughs) the um, sacrifice start.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Not the rock one, though.
3: To space, yeah, yeah. Oh, this mm-hmm. is like brand mm-hmm. new, yeah. It
0: sounds like a ripoff of uh, Teardrop.
3: Interesting
1: new All features right, well, on
3: fuck around with that for sure
1: on stream art. If you are a podcaster and you are remote like we are and you're not using stream yard at this point you owe it to yourself to check it out it is it, it it's brought our podcast in the last couple years to the next level i would say dylan i would agree yeah so check check out Streamyard if you are a podcaster and you're looking for an application to use to do your podcasting it, it's well worth it and if you want to check out all of our stuff well you, you know where to go and you know all that stuff just yeah, the Facebook and website and all that stuff—you know the drill. Um,
0: Socialize all their media.
1: Yes. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> well, this is gonna.
4: Be I, I a love
1: thing that arm now has like a chin <laughs> rest or like a, an armrest, so to say. <laughs> <laughs> This is where we are now with this podcast, is sock puppets.
3: I just want to point out that Liz is currently sock puppeting her way through this episode, but also, like, not even doing anything, and Sean is, like, completely broken.
1: No, the thing is is she's laughing, and she's moving the hand. Yes. She's moving the hand to what she is doing. Like, is she, is she saying something that the hand
3: will move? Is that correct?
4: Yep, <laughs> that's correct.
3: Jesus. I can't wait to hear advice from uh, <laughs> the sock puppet.
1: My question is: Is how long through this episode will she keep it up? Will she commit to the entire episode <laughs> being our the sock puppet? <laughs> we shall <laughs> it's find like out. A shark puppet.
2: It's like the least creative name for a sock puppet. Arm the puppet! Arm the sock puppet.
3: <laughs> arm... Arm the sock... Oh, no, don't arm the sock puppet! <laughs> Please do not uh... arm the sock puppet.
2: <laughs> so, uh... Right. That's what we need to do in this country. We need to arm all the sock arm puppets. Arm the sock
4: puppets!
3: <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the legal loophole? If you put on a sock puppet, it's... Recognized as like another (laughs) entity, therefore they can you can make the decision that they are entitled to carry a firearm.
0: Yeah, because then when you commit the crime, you can say it
3: wasn't me, officer. It was. (laughs) Oh, oh, god! Arm the sock puppet. So it's like the fucking um the little doll from Trailer Park Boys. What's it called? I don't know. So many
1: crimes are gotten away with because people are now wearing sock puppets like to commit crimes and it wasn't me it was the sock
0: socks get a bad rap
3: conky conky <laughs> uh, all right well anyway none of this has to do with anything so yeah
1: so i mean we, we did have um i mean we do have a major topic that liz is uh, on the podcast for um, and if you listen to the last episode, you know where this is headed. Uh, but uh, before we get there, we did have a couple of stories um, that occurred uh, on some recent trips that we uh, took. And um, Dylan, I, I know you you took a trip down the shore
3: recently. I did. Uh, so since mine the- is nautically related, I'll let you go first.
1: Down, down the shore, you did some, uh, I bet you did some gymming and some tanning and some laundering. Yes. Because that's the only Jersey Shore reference I have. Uh, but um, Liz actually.
3: I, I pumped my fist a lot.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I don't know why, but I, I suppose that's what you do on the shore. You pump your fist.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: Um. Liz um, went camping for the first time. Uh, with me a couple weekends back. Yep. And uh we had quite the experience. She she went for one night, let let's make it clear. Uh so we uh left we left here on Wednesday and she came home Thursday and that was always the plan regardless of what occurred.
0: Yeah I only committed to one night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stop my hands gets getting warm anyway. <laughs> Oh, is that one
1: of my socks? (laughs) Yeah, that was one of my socks.
3: Ooh, might be a little smelly. No, it was clean. Right out of the laundry basket. basket. Could be some toe jam in there.
1: It was out of the laundry basket. You know, we we got to camp, and she's incredibly helpful, setting everything up, setting up the tent, and our (laughs) easy up awning, and getting everything situated, and... Getting things organized and getting all the firewood near the fire pit, and it was great. And you know, we got everything ready and raring to go. We start the start the fire. We um, we we roast some hot dogs. Listened to some tunes. Roasted some marshmallows. It was all. We were having a great time, were we not?
0: We were. I really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed like. I'm not gonna say I enjoyed setting up camp, but I did, you know, enjoy the process and seeing, you know, what you do and yeah, you know, the it was very relaxing to be, you know, in nature and not have to think about anything and just have like, and you know, obviously I love um, marshmallows over the Mm. fire; they're delicious.
1: It was kind of amusing though, like even that first night and first day into night, that we were literally in the loop, like, of, like, 50-some-odd sites, the only tent there. (laughs) Like, everybody else were in these, like, big honking, like, RVs or fifth wheels or, you know, those big, luxurious-looking RVs. Hell, there was one behind our site, like, way off of, what, maybe about... 60, 70 yards away, that RV, they had a satellite dish outside the RV so they could pick up their TV that they wanted to watch. So <laughs> they had, like, their direct TV, like, out there. And it's just like, what are you doing? Why, why do you even bother, le- go, like, leaving home? You're just going to sit there and watch television probably throughout the night.
0: Yeah, it was very, I mean, again, i and not having any experience with it. I was like, are you usually the only
1: tech? <laughs> not normally. And that was kind of odd. Uh, we, we went to this um, state park called Sampson state park and it was, it was kind of neat. I found out a lot more about it. Like in the days after, like it was on a, a former Navy base where they trained uh, Navy uh, soldiers for world war II. It was really neat. Like there's um there's a museum uh, in the park about the, um, uh, the training and everything—it was—it was really fascinating, Dylan.
2: For for a second, I thought you were going to say it was on an ancient Indian burial ground.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably that too. Probably. I don't doubt it. <coughs> There's probably a lot of ancient Indian burial grounds around here, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we we had a beautiful evening. I would say. I, I mean, we were playing some tunes, and you know, I even let you uh, after a while. You know, I was playing. I was playing some jam bands and stuff like that. And we switched off and you played some stuff off of a uh, Spotify playlist.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh we even danced
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh at around the fire. Like not like we're not like you know uh doing like ritualistic dancing. Were you summoning we did... Satan?
4: Yeah.
2: No. Did he no. like have a blood sacrifice? Uh,
1: <laughs> maybe we maybe we should have given what occurred. Uh, yeah, later I think
0: on. Uh, I think that's what we well, forgot to do is sacrifice yeah.
1: something. We actually did. We, we had a nice little slow dance.
3: <clears throat>
0: yes, it was, it
3: was, it was sweet. And, it was
0: very romantic.
3: Yeah, they slow danced to Macarthur Park. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can't remember what song. It did. Um, it was uh, let it be me. It was a DS by Korn. No, it was a
1: uh, Guy montana Oh, Ray, L- Ray, L- Ray L- La Ray Yeah. Um, let it be me. What?
0: It's let it be me or something like that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Ray La montana like one of his songs. Um, and then so I mean we were up till what like almost midnight. About
0: 30
1: And we 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 get everything we let the fire die down and we 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 get ready to go into the tent to go to sleep and um but we we had both my camping cots with me so she was on the one cot i was on the other and i mean we're in there what like 10 minutes and we just start to suddenly hear on the top of the tent the patter of raindrops
4: mm-hmm.
1: Which we knew it was supposed to rain. We knew that. And, you know, I mean, the the, the tent, it's got like a rain fly to it that you you cover the, it basically covers the screened portion of the tent and it drains the water away from the tent. And it started to rain and it didn't let up. And I kind of, I dozed off at one point, but then kind of woke back up. At, what about 215, 230 in the morning? Yeah. And it was <coughs> just a heavy downpour.
0: It sounded like bacon frying in a pan.
1: Yeah. and I mean, it was just continuous. It was like a couple of hours like from midnight on until 2 30. and it was just downpour. And it was it was at that point where it was such a heavy rain. That it, and sean you've been in situations like this mm-hmm. and you know where this is headed is the rain fly was completely saturated with water i mean oh, completely yeah. and so liz was like oh you're I think,
3: saturated. Liz you, saturated i think you were like
1: i think you maybe woke me up or you said something and or maybe moved and i was like are you okay and like you're you're, I think you mentioned that it was like, I think I'm feeling like drips of water or something.
4: Yeah.
0: Like I felt like a drop of water on my head.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and so I kind of sat up and I started to feel uh, drips as well. And I just kind of sat there for a little while and it was just, you know, just kind of, kind of listening just to see how it was sounding. And I'm like, man, this isn't, this isn't. Going good, or you know, as far as the rain goes, and um, at that point, I think you were like, "Well, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go into the uh, it into your car, right?" And we basically, I went with you, but thankfully, I was smart enough. I grabbed my cot and my sleeping bag, and I think. We grabbed your pillows and bedding, Mm -hmm. and I threw the cot and my sleeping bag into the back of my van, and then we threw, like, the blankets and everything and pillows that you had into the back of your car. Yep. And we basically tried to sleep in the car from...
0: 3 a.m.
1: About 3 a.m. till, what, about 5,
0: 5.30? Yeah. Well, it's like... You emptied the you emptied the tent. You got both camping cots.
1: No, the the camping cot you were on was still in the.
0: Oh, Okay, so you took the one that you were sleeping on, and the
1: mattress and all that stuff, and all the oh yeah, I bought like a um because it was just like a canvas cot, so like I have like a uh, a mattress pad for it. Right. And I threw that in the back of the van as well.
0: So aside from that, like the cot itself was not the most comfortable thing I've ever tried to sleep on. I did doze off because, number one, I was tired. Number two, we had been having some adult beverages, so that always mm-hmm. helps
1: me sleep. Um, oh, she, Sean, she did have a uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade, uh, half tea, half lemonade. Uh, oh, yeah, I malt, saw the picture. When yeah, we finished up so. uh, setting up camp.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the celebratory uh, malt beverage after setting mm-hmm. up camp. Um, so I did fall asleep, but I did toss and turn. Even, even before the rain gave an issue, I did toss and turn a lot Um, and then there were some logistics things that I hadn't considered like now I'm not ancient but when I (laughs) when I changed my clothes from like regular clothes to pajamas or something I do like like lean on something (laughs) when I take my pants off so I don't fall over and there's nothing in a tent to lean on
4: yeah so I
0: just left in my jeans. He can't stand up in the tent. Yeah, so he, he's basically crawling around. I can stand. <laughs> just lay against
3: his mass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so I was like, you know what? I, I started to try to change into pajamas. But hindsight, I'm glad I didn't. Because the the um, run from the tent in the downpour to my car, fleece would have been soaked. And jeans offered a little bit more protection.
1: Oh, let us just take the fleece off. Just <laughs> take the
0: fleece off. in my car
1: in my knickers Yes.
2: no
0: so yeah the 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 post midnight to 5 a.m not my favorite camping experience
4: yeah it
1: was it was pretty bad um and i mean we've been there sean i know we had the one time uh what three four years ago when we went and we we had a similar issue uh but this it just it just heavily downpoured for several hours. I mean, there was—I mean, you remember um, when I woke up? Well, I, I kind of was up the whole night, but I woke woke up at about what six six thirty, and I went out and I um I dumped the water off the Easy Up. Yeah, like how it much there was. Pulled on
0: the Easy Up and pulled the thing down. It was like a giant water balloon.
1: Yeah, I mean it was. <laughs> It had to be several gallons on the the top of the easy up, Sean, um, on, like, two sides of it. It was crazy. And then I think I went into the van after a while because I just got uncomfortable, like, in the, the passenger seat of your car.
0: Which I was surprised. I mean, I know you wanted to stay with me, but my car is tiny. And, like, you're like, oh, I'll stay with you. I'm like, then why didn't we just go in the van
1: together? Huh. <laughs> well, we probably should have. We probably should have. But in any event, I mean, we I stayed with you, mm-hmm. and because I, I didn't want you to be by yourself, especially this being your first camping trip thing. And,
0: and so, like, he was smart, and before we went to bed, he did put everything under the easy up. Um, so, like, the camp stove and the picnic table and everything was under the easy up.
1: Uh, the camp chairs were in the back of the van. Too. Right. So, like, like, I, like,
0: nothing got really drenched or damaged. No. But, <laughs> so... It's like seven o'clock i've had probably a total of three hours of sleep
1: you you did snore pretty well um, for maybe an hour and a half to two hours in (laughs) in your car because trust me i was just sitting there going yeah she's snoring (laughs) now you know what i'm just sitting there i'm just sitting there going yep and i'm just looking outside going yep still raining So so yeah she went home and, what, about 7 o'clock?
0: Yeah, and, the, and this is the sad thing. This was, like, the, the saddest thing. Um, I felt so bad because it's, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, and I know you really, really wanted me to have a really good camping experience, and it just didn't work out. And
1: we were going to make, like, camp breakfast. And, and,
0: and, and Yeah, you're like, I could make you breakfast. I'm like, honey, it's still raining. I don't want you to stand out in the rain and make me breakfast that's going to get – like completely drenched in rain i'm just gonna go and you're like okay and then like you got up and you went and you sat under the easy up and it was still raining
3: so he basically uh, was- turned into sad keanu he was
0: like <laughs> he was like the saddest puppy at the pound as you walked away like i looked in my rear view mirror. He's alone at camp because the other people that were going to come had not gotten there yet. We're coming until
1: like later on in the, like <laughs> that day.
0: <laughs> so it's raining. It's he's he's wet. He's. Did you ever see the emperor got his new groove? How yeah. the, hell the emperor, like when he's when the llama prince is sitting there in the rain just sobbing. Yes. That was Mike. He just but I looked at my rear view sobbing. mirror and here's this big man. Under an Easy Up, all alone in the rain, looking so dejected, and I almost turned around. is was like I'll wait with you, honey. <laughs> I was so tired, and like the seatbelt had been digging into my ass all night. But I, you looked so, so, so. I pitiful. was just, the,
1: I was exhausted, is what it was. <clears throat> so I mean, it, the the funny thing is, like. The rain kind of let up as as like the day kind of broke. Like it was probably seven thirty, eight o'clock, and it started to get like nice out again. And I, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to get my day started. And I, I, thankfully, I had left all of my clothes in the van. I I mean, as much stuff as I could pack into the van, I did just to keep it dry. And thankfully I did that because it made the rest of the trip all that much more pleasant. <laughs> and uh, just to kind of like um, put like a, uh, like a, a stopping point on this. Cause I could tell you about the rest of the trip, but we don't really need to talk about it. We had a good time, but so I, I'm like, all right, well I got to assess the damage and I go, I go to the tent and I open the door, or like the, I unzip the door and I look in, and there's just puddles everywhere. And I'm like, ah, okay. So you had mentioned something, and I, I'm glad I took it under advisement. So uh, I got washed up. I went, and I, t- I took a shower, got washed up, and I drove up to the nearest town, which was only. 20, 25 minutes away. Not too bad. And, oh, my God, driving there, I was just so, I was so tired. (laughs) And I wasn't sure what time Lee and Rob were going to get there. So, like, I kind of forced myself to stay awake. Like, I could have probably taken a nap at some point, and I didn't. I probably should have taken a nap at some point, and I didn't. But um, I went to Walmart, and as a safeguard, I bought a tent. In case what I was going to do didn't really work, and then I bought three beach towels,
0: like great big beach towels,
1: which I used to sop up all of the water in the tent, like all of it. I I had also bought like a six pack of Bounty paper towel. that didn't touch the um, didn't touch the paper towel at all. Beach towels are pretty good. They're pretty absorbent, I find. (laughs) Yeah,
0: because, you know, I figured you would use the big beach towels like sponges, and then you could wring them out outside the tent, then you could just hang them, and they would dry, and then, yay, beach towels.
1: Yeah. So that's what I ended up doing, and it it worked pretty well. It worked so well that, I mean, I bought a tent, and I just have it as a reserve one now. And, yeah. So, I mean, mean, the rest of the trip went off pretty well. I mean, I was tired. The, the, like the first night. I mean, I know I did come home and I think I, I took a nap. Like,
0: you crashed. Yeah. But I was home by 9.30 that morning.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then you crashed here. I know you did. Cause I was messaging with you and then you went, you went dark for think, silence. four or five hours. <laughs> and that was the time when I was just like, man, I should have really taken a nap because uh, Lee and Rob didn't get there until maybe 6. Six or so that night, and I was like, I kept going. Oh, they're gonna get here soon. They're gonna get here soon. I'll stay awake, and I was like, Nope, I should have napped. <laughs> they would
0: have woke you up when they got there,
1: anyway. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So that was our that was our fun little adventure with the camping um, and what occurred. I did. I had somebody recommend, you know, you can buy a waterproof uh, spray for tents. And I'm like, yeah, and I had truth. Be told I did have some that I had intended on spraying the tent down with before we went. But, like, we had an incredibly rainy uh week or two prior, and I never had a chance to do it. That also being said, the amount of rain that we got that night... It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. It was so much rain. It, so was, much it, rain. it was so much rain, dude. It
0: was a monsoon...
1: It really was. It really was, and the rest of the the rest of the weekend, it was hilarious. There was not like, but a little bit of a sprinkle here and there, but not anything of like that significance.
0: That's the universe telling you <laughs> that Liz shouldn't camp.
1: <laughs> that could be the case.
0: But I did give yeah. you some additional suggestions for like future camping yeah. options. Um, one yeah. of my things is just with my age. And again, not old but middle-aged. Uh, I can't lay flat for fucking eight hours. I can't. I after a few hours, I have to go like sit up somewhere, go sit in a chair, go, you know, or sit up in bed or something. And you can't do that in a camping cot or it'll just clamshell fold in on you. So I was like, if I'm gonna go camping with you, I'm gonna bring like a zero gravity chair. <laughs> so that she's like,
1: gonna put in the tent.
0: As my, like, sleeping option. Yeah.
1: The other thought that you had was something that um, you found on Amazon, which was like a, a mattress, like a blow-up mattress thing that you could put in the back of a minivan.
0: Yep. Basically turns your minivan into a shagging wagon. Oh. oh. <laughs> and then if I have to, like, sit up, I can go sit in one of the front seats. Yeah. You know? And so you don't have to set up a tent. You don't have to... You know, worry about rain. You don't have to worry about any you know inclement weather.
3: So uh, just uh, go to an Airbnb and avoid the rain, like I did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or there's a couple of places where you could actually even rent a cabin.
3: True.
1: Well, Samson even had cabins. They're like three hundred something a night.
0: Right. So it's like at that point. Why bother? Why bother?
1: So Dylan, uh, you, 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 you went and, uh, stayed at an Airbnb.
3: Yeah, we, it was like a condominium type place, like a block or two from the beach, which was cool. We were on the Northern part, so it's much quieter away from like the main boardwalk area. We had a really nice time. Obviously we were both getting over COVID still, but I think by like the second day we were down there, we were feeling better and, um, yeah, it wound up being fine. We were pretty much not around anybody, so it kind of worked out. Dined outside for the most part. Um, oh, yeah, you, you dined
1: al those... fresco.
3: Yeah, but one of those dining experiences we went to, we went out, and uh, we saw him like that good... too.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to hear this. What really... the is that you went with?
3: Uh, we had a really nice meal and everything, but like the weirdest thing happened was uh, I paid with cash because my folks gave us some cash for our anniversary uh to go out for for this exact purpose And and i ran to the bathroom and came back and was like all right let's leave i'll just take my change and sarah said well uh the waiter said they had to short you a dollar and i was like why like apparently they didn't have the change and i was like I just sort of had a little mental argument with myself and was like, all right, I can't really get too mad about a dollar, but so let's just fucking leave. So we were, I, I wound up like sending them an email because I'm not a Yelp guy and that's never solved anything. So I just sent an email and said you know we had a really pleasant experience but this was really fucking weird and we don't really like understand why it happened and it's like but also like protesting openly about a dollar is pretty shitty so uh you know they got back to us and said that it was because of the national coin shortage so that whenever there is not enough change or if there's whatever because of their they don't keep coins in the till anymore they just round up or down i guess if it's over 50 or if it's below which i was like okay well literally no other place i've gone to so far has done that and the waiter didn't bother to say anything so i was like okay this is Hmm. kind of fucking weird and strange um man
1: he just abc'd he didn't like your story about the waiter
3: (laughs) well the thing is it was sean he was the waiter. Oh,
4: okay.
0: oh. Sean is moonlighting as Al. Al Fresco.
3: Or Al. Al Barino. <laughs> oh, he's back as Al Fresco. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I mean, I've heard about like a coin shortage, but I mean, not to the point where they don't have a dollar.
3: Yeah, like like a can't. dollar bill. Seems strange. Also, I was like, you could have just like told us, hey, we don't have enough change. Would you mind paying with a card? Like, yeah, that's fine. We can still do that. I don't know. It was weird, but that's the thing is like, you can't really get too upset about a dollar. It's a fucking dollar. You know, you really look like a douchebag if you're saying that, you know, um, so.
1: Well, They're, they're like, they, after they close for the night, they're like, okay, with the, the dollar scheme where we tell people that we didn't have the dollar, we made $50 tonight.
3: Yeah, <laughs> split it there's, amongst the servers. There's your, pay- there's your paycheck, servers. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It was just odd, you know. It was just really fucking weird, and uh, I would, I was like, fairly taken aback in the moment. I was like, ah, I, I gotta get over it. It's a fucking dollar.
1: It, it was a service fee for dining al fresco.
0: So I have a question, um and this is just um trying to like, if I were uh, assistant manager or manager of that restaurant or whatever and we didn't have your change it's essentially your your, the money you're owed back from paying for your food um can you carry alcoholic beverages out of side of restaurants there
3: Mm, not down there
0: okay i was gonna say can you get like a go cup of a beverage that's alcoholic
3: yeah i don't believe that was an option
0: okay because like i would have been like hey you know i'm sorry we um we're, can, I, we're,
1: can I get a dollar's worth of rum?
0: No, I would have said, can I can I can I get you a mixed drink to go? Or can I get you
1: um a mozzarella stick?
0: No, I would have honestly offered a full item as a compensation. Dessert? A dessert. Yeah. Can I get you a, a tour yeah. masso?
1: Here's some
3: complimentary amaretto.
1: Here's some here's, <laughs> here's some, some col- gelato. Here's some yeah, complimentary right. uh 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 cream puffs.
0: honestly i would have said you know uh, i i i don't have the dollar but i can give you this piece of cake for to go would that have made you feel less ripped off
3: well because they would have made some effort to you know right or wrong or correct it whatever you want to say like i'm not that upset about it but like yeah that would have been a perfectly serviceable uh replacement you know like i've gone to places out on like city island and uh when you're done they you get a little like shot of amaretto um yeah like on the house like that would have been fine like you know nothing that's gonna like you know you don't give me like you know one of your like good beers or something or like on that like that you have on tap like you don't have to do that just like (laughs) something that's like oh yeah here have this. Yeah, that would be Right. Been like I said,
0: and even if you didn't take them up on it, like let's say they did say, hey, let's can we get you like a slice of chocolate cake to share or a slice of cheesecake to share? Even if you didn't take them up on it, the fact that they offered would have made you feel better about them not having your change.
3: Right. And I will add that uh, they did offer us a $25 gift certificate, which I was like, I don't know when the fuck, I haven't responded to the email yet either. Um, I don't know when the fuck we're going to be going back down there. But I was like, I mean, you know, that's a very nice offer. So.
0: Yeah. And you know, they should have some, if, it, if there is legitimately a shortage of coins, you're obviously probably not the first one this has happened to. They should have kind of a protocol of if you don't have the change to give to these customers, tell them, Hey, we don't have the change for this. Would you like your cash back and to pay with a card or we can comp you a dessert? like a single dessert, not for for everybody at the party, but like we can comp you a single dessert to share or, you know, what would you like us to do for you?
3: Yeah, exactly, because you're talking about like a like very like little amount of money. So, you know, I think they did the right thing. But again, it's just, it all just comes back to one simple fucking thing. Communication, simple yep. communication. Yeah. In the moment, honestly, I would have just rather pay my credit card. That that's what that's what I would have ultimately like to have done, like done, just to avoid the thing. But yeah, it was because how hard poorly.
0: How hard would it be for a server when you when you go to hand them cash for them to say, um, "Hey, if that's not exact change, I just want to let you know we don't have any small denominations to give you change back. Right. Is that okay? Do you still want to pay this way?" And then you would have yeah. said, "Oh no, wait." I'll pay with a card then.
3: Yeah.
0: No skin off that server's teeth.
3: Right. I think it was just like one of those executive decisions that gets made in a service industry job and that shouldn't have been made because the person thought it was the, the the best move in the moment. And I was not there to like blow the guy's spot up. You know, I, I'm like glad that it wasn't like, you know, he pocketed the dollar or some shit like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, the one place that I've seen that actually has a sign up that actually mentions uh <clears throat> um that they may have trouble making change for for uh cash or what have you is Aldi, the grocery store. Really? They yeah, they have signs right at the front entrance about uh the coin shortage and uh money shortage. Well,
3: when I went down to Of course, Baltimore, I went to the aquarium and I tried to pay for my ticket entry with a hundred dollar bill cause I wanted to break it up. And the cashier just said, oh, I don't have a lot of, you know, it's pretty early in the day. I don't have a lot of change. Do you have anything smaller? Like I did. So I was like, oh yeah, sure. It's no problem. I just figured I'd just try, but no, you know it was no problem for me.
1: Yeah. The um, It's funny though, like the compensation thing and how we were joking about what they could give you and everything. It kind of reminded me of uh, when I had that thing with the um, the record show that I went to where the the guy that was running the record show wanted to compensate, you know, for for the disc that was missing out of that set that I bought. And, like, he was offering to, you know, pay for it and all this stuff. And I'm like, it really wasn't on him, you know. So,
0: it was on one of his yeah. sellers. Right.
1: Yeah. It kind of reminded me in that way, like a similar kind of concept, I think. But, yeah, the communication thing is key, man. Just tell people up front. Yeah, man. You know, communication is the universal language, Sean. Oh, God.
4: I thought
2: that was I was just waiting
1: for that. <laughs> just doing it for you, man.
0: Is he Damien? Yeah.
1: It's
0: all for you, Damien. No, he's Al Fresco. Al. Al Fresco. Al
1: Fresco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a weird uh, instance, Dylan. Yeah. Um,
0: so
3: how was the rest of your time at the beach? Oh, the rest of the weekend was fucking fantastic. It was relaxing. We got plenty of time in uh, at the beach and, you know, read a, read some of my book and drank some beer, played some mahjong, watched Halloween 2, a movie that I have very similar feelings about to a movie we're about to discuss. And You're awfully
0: pasty for somebody who just came back from the beach.
3: I am actually, like tan like you just i just have a very bright i have a new lamp in here so i just look very like airbrushed
0: (laughs) you do you look very uh uh model ready (laughs) gq right there there's your gq cover
3: (laughs) but yeah we had a great time you know um actually uh another quick fun little part of it was uh i wanted to stop by somewhere and just get some you know local craft beer from the area and i was like i'll just go to this little store and it was like this shitty little store that was closed and was just in this like little market thing and i was like oh they don't really have much of a selection but i didn't you know i felt bad for like walking in thinking like oh there was a great beer selection so i wound up buying some narragansett summer shandy for sarah but then we wound up uh taking a little uh side quest before we left and uh, we wound up going to uh Kane, uh but it didn't open up until 12, so we went to Wawa, got lunch, and then we went to a Wegmans, and we shopped there for a while. Yay! Yay! So that was cool. <laughs> did you chose have any well. of the... What, Sean? Hmm. Oh,
2: I said you chose very well. Chose mm. so yes. wisely. Uh,
0: I was going to ask, did you have any of the traditional uh summer beach holiday foods that that everybody loves like cotton candy candy apples funnel cakes
1: um Uh, saltwater
0: saltwater taffy
3: nope didn't have any of those but but we did have um i I should have got some funnel cake i do like funnel cake um well asbury doesn't really have like the boardwalk that you're probably thinking of like that's a bit further south from there asbury's like very built up and whatnot we did have some excellent uh cupcakes and rainbow cake from uh this place called confections of a rock star i think and it's all it's all music based all names so i had one cupcake that was like chocolate peanut butter with a uh, Reese's cup on the top called Sugar Rush, like Rush the band, mm-hmm. and the other one was called Ras- Greetings from Raspberry Park. Uh, yeah. true, you know, nod to the boss there for Sean. Mm-hmm.
1: Something that he couldn't actually have.
3: yeah, presume. Unfortunately. But uh, yeah, that was those were fucking dynamite. We had some ice cream that melted, and two ice creams became a new ice cream for us. <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. Didn't see any sharks. Yeah. It was a wonderful time. Yeah. Unlike, uh, yeah, exactly. Having a wonderful time. (laughs) The beaches are open.
2: Everybody's having a wonderful time. Come on down. All right. Let's uh,
3: let's address the the shark in the room. (laughs) The megalodon in the room. All
1: right. So, um, I mean, the main event, the reason why we have Liz back on this episode is uh, to continue her journey through the series of movies, the, um, uh, what, what would you call it? The, like The, the, uh, Jaws. the aquatic the, epic Jaws. The, quadri- quadrilogy? the, quadrilogy.
3: the quadrilogy. quadrilogy
1: of Jaws. So we're up to Jaws 2. And uh, this movie stars uh, uh, Roy Scheider,
0: who recaps his role?
1: And, uh, yeah. And he returns as, uh, Sheriff Brody. And, uh, his lovely wife, uh, Ellen Brody returns, uh, or Lorraine Gary. Gary. And, uh, who I always thought it was, uh, I, I think we, I said this maybe on the previous episode. I always thought it was L- Lorraine Gray for the longest time. <laughs> you know, Gray? Yeah. <laughs> it must have been one of the, like, those, uh, Mandolin effects. And, uh, yeah there's a the there, there, the the mayor returns somehow he got another term as the mayor <laughs> nah. yeah. nobody else wanted the job that's how he got another that's,
3: term that's not the glaring uh issue i had that is that i mentioned the other day in our chat but god that is just it is so fucking insane that he is still the mayor <clears throat>
1: he's like um he's almost like uh mayor quimby from the Simpsons in a way yeah a little bit. He's got a little diamond Joe in him. People must people must have really liked his
2: jackets.
0: He was snazzy, he was snazzy, would, snazzy dresser.
2: I would have voted for him just be, uh, solely on the jackets.
1: I think the requirement as mayor was that you had to fit into the jackets.
3: I think uh, I think they it, were passed it, down it, through, <laughs> from one mayor to the next.
1: Right. That's yeah. Exactly. That's
0: one of those things where a lineage where, of coats. <laughs> um, I saw a meme. The other day that indicated is like I wanted to apologize to all of the uh, horror movie directors of the 1980s uh, when I was incredulous that people would be so stupid as to uh, go down in the basement, uh, go out in public during a plague, uh, <laughs> you know, basically make an offering of themselves in this horrific situation, because I always thought. People couldn't be that dumb, and then 2020 happened, and society said, "Hold my beer."
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, Trump happened, and society said, "Hold my beer," and uh, and then 2020 happened. So uh, Jaws Two is another example of it's a caricature. It's meant to be a caricature of uh, society, and once again, nope, still doing it.
1: Can, so can I say one thing though, a, a positive? About this movie, um, or, or actually more so, uh, something that I noticed: the artwork for this movie, like the <clears throat> the 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 thing I think that's encapsulated on the um, the movie poster, if I'm not mistaken, is the water skier. Yeah, with the shark behind it. The artwork is amazing looking.
3: Yeah, it's cool as hell.
1: The scene itself we'll get to the scene uh, doesn't really it. match that artwork but the <laughs> no. artwork the, the movie poster artwork which uh the blu-ray that i think all three of us got yep. um the it, it's like the menu screen and it looks yeah. great it looks amazing <laughs> but that that was just something that kind of occurred to me when we when we were uh getting ready to watch the movie the other day Because that artwork looks pretty awesome all right, Dylan. Well, you, you're you're usually the uh, master of ceremonies for uh, the, this sort of thing. When we're not discussing an amazing movie like the first Jaws movie, but we are perhaps um, getting into some finer details of <laughs> a movie like this.
3: Yeah, so just some background. Obviously, Jaws 2, like the first movie was super successful. They wanted to do it. Spielberg didn't want to do it. Uh, because he had the audacity to say that he had done the definitive shark movie. But like also, if you made Jaws, I would also be like, yeah, I made the definitive shark movie. Um, An original idea involved uh, the sinking of the USS Indianapolis, which is the story that Quentin tells in the first one. And um, I think there was like, oh, there was another one that Spielberg claims that the original plot was to involve the sons of Quint and Brody hunting a new shark. I mean, I don't know. the. I think the Indianapolis one sounds cooler but also kind of... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, are you taking the mail in?
4: No.
2: Hey, uh, Jim, what are you doing over there?
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the cat.
2: No.
0: He has found a paper bag.
3: Excellent! What a what a, a top quality podcast this. Is. Uh, anyway, what, how the fuck yeah, does so, that happen? What is it? Uh, yeah, it, it, it
1: literally on my phone. It searched brown paper bag.
3: <laughs> was it a That's song? Weird.
1: I have no idea what the hell that was.
0: <laughs> the cat has found a brown paper bag. Why don't you go uh grab the paper bags away from the cat? He looks we'll
4: quite wait for fun.
0: Yeah, we need, a, we need a cat wrangling. Break.
2: Maybe if I call out to Duffy from here, will he'll uh...
0: <laughs> Uncle John?
2: <Sean>? Yeah.
3: <laughs> God, Mike <laughs> just like picked up the whole cat and threw it away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I stood up, um Did they get like a nice view of my crotch?
0: No, I don't think
2: so. It's like now we've just got a brown paper uh, Duffy.
3: (laughs) Um. Anyway, now that we're done dealing with the cat, uh, the so definitive
0: movie on sharks. And then he said he did what?
3: He didn't. Spielberg just didn't want to do it. Like he was like, I'll do it maybe. I don't know. He didn't. He was like, eh, I don't want to do it. Um, they eventually gave it to a guy named John D. Hancock. However, I guess he, like, I don't know. It sounds like the original version was a bit more dark and subtle, and they wanted it to be more light-he- light-hearted and action-oriented, and there were some, like, <laughs> issues um, with the, you know, the actual filming and the pre-production, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, he got fired and was replaced with jean, jean- Swark. <laughs> jean who has also directed *Supergirl* and *Santa Claus: The Movie*? Um. <clears throat>
1: oh, and *Supergirl* wasn't very good.
3: Yeah, well, this movie wasn't very good. It's it's I don't, all right. We'll we'll get into it. It, it shows
1: maybe you. a pedigree that of this uh,
3: director. director. Yeah. So again, troubled production. <laughs> the shark was a pain in the ass to deal with um it looks like they gave of oh, the sharks for jaws 2 were known as bruce 2 uh but on set they were referred to as Fidel and harold <laughs> that's kind of funny uh, they wanted to show the shark more because uh, they had kind of gone with the hidden route and whatnot in the first one i don't actually think you see the shark that much in the movie compared to the i don't know it seemed like it, there wasn't that much shark in this movie if you ask me
0: they definitely did more fin. There was more fin.
3: Yeah, definitely that. Um, amongst the issues that plagued them, Roy Scheider said they were always contending with tides, surf, winds, jellyfish, other sharks, water spouts, and hurricane warnings. And lastly, Susan Ford, daughter of U.S. President Gerald Ford, was hired to shoot publicity uh, publicity, publicity photographs of the movie. That's just kind of a weird thing.
0: That was like somebody got her a job. You know
3: yeah exactly <laughs> we have and, to hire uh, her
0: she's the president's daughter
3: yeah and uh richard dreyfus uh obviously played matt hooper in the first one chose not to return because spielberg was not directing it Amen. um may explain why something happened in this movie the way it does
0: so who wrote the screenplay
3: Uh, This movie was written by, I believe it was Carl Gottlieb and Howard Sackler, who were the same people that wrote the first movie. Howard Sackler went uncredited and Carl Gottlieb wrote uh, Jaws. He wrote, he did the final uh, general version.
0: That is so hard to believe. Right? That is so, so hard to believe because the first movie had really good dialogue it had it had really good i mean i enjoyed it
1: it also had really good acting
0: well mm-hmm. that's like i don't. you remember in like when i was talking about the first jaws how much was that ad-libbed so if it's the same writers if the same writers got paid to write both movies um Either they phoned it in for the second movie or because they didn't have actors who were going to ad lib a percentage of their lines really well, you get what their real writing is like.
3: Well, I think part of the issue of it too is considering that, I mean, look, I think Roy Scheider does his best in this. He He's good in this yeah. movie as yeah, far he as I'm concerned. He, he adds a lot of like, his own mannerisms and the things that make Brody, Brody. And that's like one of the stronger parts of the movie is that he is consistent, like from the first movie to this one. Um, It's, it's some of the more interesting parts of it. But on the other hand, like the the first half of the movie takes place on the island, you know, it mirrors Jaws one. And then the second half takes place at sea, but it's a bunch of teenagers, including Brody's kids, Mike and Sean, so this movie hey, is kind hey. of oh hey, how about that? <laughs> so this movie is kind of almost like a precursor to well, it's weird that it comes out the same year as Halloween because this movie kind of turns into like proto slasher film in the second half with all the uh with all the teens being like picked off one by one by the shark. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But I would imagine a lot of that, whatever dialogue is said in that scene, um, so much of that has to just be like, you know, AR, like, you know, it's done in post. Like they re-record the dialogue and drop it in because you probably couldn't hear shit out there. Right. Over wind and
0: water. Yeah. yeah,
3: So you're kind of like at a loss for, you know, good convincing dialogue there, but just in general too, like even on paper, it just, there's stuff that comes up and is just, forgotten about by the halfway through the movie not even because it's not relevant to the plot anymore it's they just stop talking about it you know it which it's just very inconsistent um they try to do and kind of make it like they try to make this a very serious movie and it's difficult because it's trying really hard and it kind of doesn't really work but i you know they did. It is a functional movie. It's still a movie. There, I would still probably watch Jaws two over a lot of other movies, but it kind of does remind me of Halloween two, where I'm like, Halloween two is not great, but it has a lot of moments that are like actually really fucking cool and shit. And that's kind of how I feel about this movie. It has like pieces of it are interesting, and it has some good scenes, but there's so much fucking padding too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: mean, like
0: they, you know. It, well, it was just so, I think right from the beginning, I was like looking at you, like making comments going, oh, no, nope, like I got to hold it for the, the podcast, you know, because I'm like, so obviously the chief has got PTSD from the shark. He's seeing sharks where there aren't sharks. And then obviously he's seeing sharks where there are
1: sharks. So, I mean, Dylan, why, do you have like a yeah, little we'll just get like into the synopsis? The, okay. Yeah that'll help the conversation flow i feel
3: yeah so the film opens with two divers exploring the wreck of the orca um again like this is kind of a cool beginning and they're posing for pictures with it and of course they get attacked uh one guy looks like he's just spinning around in a circle it looks kind of silly uh the camera falls to the bottom of the ocean and it's snapping away so this is like basically a smoking gun um we're reunited with chief brody and he's You know, consistently antsy to get off the little ferry to get across the bay. He shows up late to a fundraiser that his wife Ellen is running. Again, it's like a opening. The mayor.
1: It's like an opening for a new hotel on Amity Island. Yeah, like a new Holiday Inn, and she's working for, I think, like the developer of the hotel.
3: Yeah, and again, like, this this plot point does not really amount to much.
1: Right, right. Which, at first, you're like, oh, man, this guy's, like, a real fucking, like, ball, And he's, like, clearly, like, hitting on her. And just, like, y- you go, okay, is this going to be something where she's having, like, an extramarital affair with this guy or something? You know, behind behind uh, Chief Brody's back.
0: Or he's getting too frisky and she's got to fight him off.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it gets a little um, awkward, I would say.
3: Yeah, it, well, I think that was the movie,
1: intent.
3: Yeah, and this movie does this with a lot of these things where it starts off with kind of an interesting idea or an interesting plot point, but then it just moves on to the shark or something else. And then most of them don't get revisited. So like this hotel complex, we never see it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Brodies are schmoozing with the local real estate shitbag and they meet the mayor's son, also named Larry. Um, and then we see an older version, you know, older Michael is talking with his buddy who I described as looking kind of bovine looking. <laughs> and uh, a girl. I I don't know who any of the teenagers named. Oh,
1: oh, but the, the, the guy with the curly hair kind of reminded me like he looked like a cross between uh, Ralph Mouth from Happy Days and um, Danny Masterston from uh, that 70s oh, yeah. show. I was going
3: to say
0: Seth Rogen. Huh? I was going to say Seth Rogen.
3: Like oh, little Seth, teenage Rogen, Seth yeah. Rogen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that that's like a that's his main buddy.
3: Yeah. I don't know who any of the teenagers' names are generally, except for like, I didn't even know who Mike was at a certain point. They all just kind of like look the same and i just oh with like the
1: feathered anything. hair and- <laughs> yeah they all yeah. have
3: that same yeah that there's feathered yeah. hair uh, well he, so there's michael and then like i said you know seth rogan uh danny masterson the the walking talking pig looking guy
1: he he um, looks he looks unique
3: the two nerds yeah, he looks unique there's a girl all the women kind of were interchangeable they don't have too much to them there's like young nick cave and elvis
2: uh, like a lot in? of girls like screaming. Huh?
3: Like, just, like, th- oh, that's
1: the cousin that comes in to play later. Yeah. yeah. She's the screamer of the group.
0: Well, there's three girls that I can identify. There's the one that's like Miss Amity Island or whatever. She had the long blonde hair. She's the one that was always making out with the the guy. Um, There was the girl with the frizzy hair who was an Islander. And then her cousin with the feathered hair yeah. that showed up. Any of their names, I don't freaking know. But yeah, those are the only matter. three girls I can identify. Yeah. And then well, you have the two like nerds. supposed
3: to go on, like, a, yeah. He's supposed to go on, like, a blind date or something. But, yeah, this is, like, very much, like, it starts to turn into, like, a teen-focused B-plot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, again, same year that Halloween came out, and Halloween does the teen horror, teen slasher, a lot better than this. It is pretty cool that, like, jaws and halloween come out very close to each other and they just like kind of set the standard and how jaws too like Jaws, could not even like match up like what halloween was so and that just mm-hmm. like kind of took over from there um but none of the teens are particularly interesting so i kind of have a hard time because i'm like I, i'm fine with chief brody but i have to just keep following these fucking teenagers as they float further and further out into the atlantic ocean <laughs> and I just, like, don't really care about them. So, um, but then uh, the shark appears. Uh, I actually kind of like the little reveal. Like, you see, like, swim to Amity. You just see the outline of it beneath the surface of the water. Uh, so Brody and his deputy head off to investigate something in the channel. There's a bunch of team BS I don't really care about. Uh, <laughs> and it all culminates in them sailing out into the ocean. And one of them is, like, reading. I'm, like... Why are you reading? Because <laughs> it's funny. Because um, he's a
0: nerd. Only yeah.
1: nerds read, right? There, there were some good lines during this whole thing. Okay. Um, one of the one of the guys says, "Oh, I'm not good enough for her. I'm thin."
0: Oh, one of the nerds.
1: Yeah. So, like, I think the the bl- the one blonde that he ends up sailing with ultimately at the end of the movie.
0: Uh, the screen queen.
1: Yeah. Uh, no. The Scream Queen was the cousin that came in that Michael was kind of like, a, that was his love interest. Um, then one of the girls was described to have tits like a sparrow.
3: Oh, yeah. I was just like, damn, man. Like, two is way more, like, fucked up than Jaws 1. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, no, she's got tits
0: like a sparrow. I'm like, dude, she wouldn't look at you anyway.
1: <laughs> huh. Like we just got. Listen, I. We're Liz <laughs> and I looked at at each other and went it's like a sparrow.
3: I'm just gonna take my sparrow tits somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so Brody is continuing Cap- to have to Captain deal with Captain Jack tits.
2: Sparrow tits. Wow, oh. it's like a wheel of fortune before and after uh, puzzle. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> so Chief Brody.
3: We saying, Dylan uh, <laughs> continues to deal with absolute horse shit as the chief of Amity Police. When in the case of like this lumpy nosed guy who's like, There's a girl doing a striptease for my son across the way, you gotta make her stop. And <laughs> I actually thought this scene was pretty funny. Uh, Scheider and uh, uh, Hendrix, his deputy, they have good chemistry. He's like, Yeah, hey, why don't you go deal with this dancing? eh? And uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Mike Brody is flying around in this like weird. Parachute thing that's tied to a boat mast, but he's on a oh. rope thing, so you get like pulled in and out of the water. And obviously, kind of like this kind of thing, yeah, like it's like stationary parasailing.
0: It was um, actually the sail from one of the sailboats. Mm. Oh, it was, oh, it was so just it was, fun. yeah, it was it attached was like, at the top like to the mast, it was attached at the top to the mast, and they were letting the wind take it, and it would pull people up and down out of the water and dunk them back in and out. Like it looks fun,
3: but it also it looks like a lot insanely of dangerous.
0: Yeah, insanely dangerous. Uh there's nothing that would say that you wouldn't drop and hit the boat.
3: Yeah. Because you were like very close break, to the boat.
0: You could break or your neck.
1: You John, drive. like a little a little bit of a crossover from uh uh WWO. What happened to Brutus the Barber beefcake when he went parasailing? Oh yeah. Yeah, he landed face first, first. Then, uh on a boat and uh had to have facial reconstruction sur- uh, surgery.
0: Yeah. So definitely, yeah. definitely a definitely a, show up. a precursor to modern parasailing, uh, but yeah.
3: significantly more dangerous. It, it was a it was a cool visual. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, the shark shows up and tries to nab him, misses him, and decides to go after a boat and jet skier instead. So obviously, this is like the best part of the fucking movie. A water All the good ski. shit is in like the beginning uh, of it. So the shark uh going a- after Brody's kid in the first film. Like I, I just like there's a lot of what do- doesn't really work in this movie.
2: What, the, what is Sean doing?
3: I don't know. What is You've Sean? He's got a doing?
0: fly. He's killing
3: a fly. I'm
2: trying to. <laughs> I didn't get it.
3: Cause it it's like. Thing about a fly's eyes. They got a million eyes. Like a, like a crazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> and they oh, and, the, uh, and that little the, proboscis the, comes the, out and they start sucking your blood away.
0: The the beauty queen and her boyfriend that are constantly making out, they were uh the ones who like saw this jet, or not jet skier.
1: Water skier. Water
0: skier accident happen.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, I was just going to say, like, the shark going after Brody's kid in the first film works because it's completely random and kind of justifies why he is like, all right, it's personal now. But the fact that this shark is, like, drawn to Brody and his family starts to give it that, like, really goofy slasher personality. And I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, and they even, like, talk about it at one point coming up soon. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so the jet ski scene. Um the first part of it is quite an engaging chase scene with the shark impressively matching speeds with the uh, with the motorboat and nabbing the skier. Uh, did you notice that they reuse a lot of Hooper's underwater screams in this movie? Where he's like, when the shark is attacking him in the cage in the first one, he's like, They just use that for anybody who's being attacked underwater. <laughs> Women and I did men it. alike. I didn't notice well, that. Well,
1: when, when you have perfection, why why stray?
0: Um, right. And and then obviously before we get to the, the second part of that, I was confused because this is where they were like water skiing and stuff was kind of away from, was it like by the lighthouse or something that the kids had, were always like sailing out to? Because there was that one woman's house.
1: I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that far out. Okay, so
0: like the old lady that was watching all of yeah. this, too, from her porch, she was like the only house around. There was nothing around her. And then Brody's youngest son was there. How the hell did he get there?
1: I don't know. Are you sure it was Brody's oldest son, or was it somebody else? So it
0: was Sean. The, the little little boy was sitting on the porch with her.
3: Was he? Yeah.
0: And I was like, oh. how did he... How did <laughs>
3: He, he walked he was over. With Brody.
0: Or did he like go out in the boat with a makeout couple and they're like now go hang out with the old lady so we can go fool around? I,
3: don't I have no idea. I don't remember. I wasn't paying attention that he no just idea.
1: shows up, you know. Okay, I was just confused. I was like, how did you
3: Little get Sean's here? looking for some nookie. Guess. Go hang well, with Granny. Anyway, the the boat. He was up. he was uh Ugh, he, this is turning into a bad movie. He,
1: he was eating <laughs> El Fresco with uh, Granny <laughs>
3: Well, the boat pilot circles back to get the jet skier, who is obviously shark food, and then the shark attacks the boat. And for some fucking reason, this lady decides that dousing herself and the boat in gasoline (laughs) is the best way to deal with the shark, and then fires a flare gun at it and blows herself, the boat, and the shark up. There is literally a scene of her being engulfed in flame, like it's crawling up her leg and I was like, wow, they actually put that in the movie. That's pretty gruesome. Mm
1: -hmm. And then the
3: shark's head lights up too, which is like just kind of insane. And then it explodes. And just the visual of her being literally like shaking the can and it's like just dumping on her. I'm like, why did you think this was a good idea?
0: I don't. Was she looking to like grab something to throw at the shark? And no, it happened I, then to be. Why overturn? was she just like,
3: oh, I like She was like, oh, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty for gasoline.
1: <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait. I have a question. I mean, well, first off, you keep saying jet skier. Let's be clear water skier. All right. You know, any of our listeners might correct you. We can't <laughs> have that.
3: I apologize my Yes, knowledge.
1: you should apologize to all water skiers out there.
3: I, I do. Um,
1: did you say the shark got blown up in this scene?
3: Well, its head gets like blown up and it's engulfed I, in flames. I mean, it
1: just, because it shows up later in yeah, the it's movie and like, its face is, is kind of charged. Yeah, it's
2: got some damage.
1: Okay. I just, I, I was like, wait, was there two sharks in this movie mm-hmm. and I've missed this all along? No, there was I mean, one. He
0: shark. got singed. But fire yeah. fire created by gasoline will float on the surface. Right. What the shark would have to do would be go underwater.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Like if she was like, oh, if the shark is trapped here, I'll just open up this gasoline and then I'll jump in the water and then I'll shoot it with a flare. I, I don't know. Just very Why rash did... decision.
0: Right. Why <laughs> was it reaching for the flare gun the first thing?
3: Why didn't you just go back and get behind the wheel of the boat and drive away? <laughs> The boat was clearly still working. Make know. it to shore. But, I mean, even yeah. if you could just make it to shore. Yeah, they weren't that far off from the shore. But right. then
2: you would to get to see this woman lose all bodily control and not be able to handle.
3: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got to see seeing still fucking amazing. It's still fucking hilarious. So the police I tried think I dragging.
2: I watched it a couple times. Just to yeah, see I, did time.
3: I did too. I did too.
1: Let's <laughs> so, just kind of looked at me
3: when that happened and went, really?
0: I was like, why is why are we doing self-immolation? What does that do to well, the shark?
3: Doesn't it just seem so like ridiculous, like compared to the first movie somehow?
0: I'm just, I'm trying to think of the director's notes for that. Okay, now, the, the shark is going to ram the boat and you're going to
3: panic well, I imagine he's ram- French. The- because right. his name is Jeannot Zvark, so like the shark is going to burst out, and then you're going to cover yourself in the gasoline.
1: You're gonna, you're gonna panic with the gasoline, and you're gonna accidentally spill it all over yourself. And I realize I'm going into dusty roads, so yeah, it's not French at all. You, you, you have <laughs> the gasoline, and you're gonna try and death the shark with it, but the instead sark. you end up dusting yourself with the gasoline.
3: I wind up dolphin myself. Yeah. Every
2: every Frenchman is really uh, dusty roads.
0: Well, like I said, I'm just trying to find like, this, this person has read the screenplay. They obviously know they have like zero lines. Um, So is it like, is it the actress like hamming it? Like saying, okay, I'm not going to ever get another role in another movie after this. So I might as well go out big. Uh, I'm going to grab the gas can, dump it all over myself, flail and light myself on fire. Um, and this, you know, the effects guy was like, yeah, 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 sounds great. Um, or was it like the director directing that action without any rhyme or reason?
3: I like to think was he's like, I like to let them do it naturally, so I let her do what she thought was right. <laughs> I'm just Is imagining this guy's Become
2: friend. Friend. one with the gasoline one. can.
3: And that gasolina song just starts playing.
1: See, gasoline and humans, man, it can meld into one. They have an
2: interconnection, man. When you when you burn yourself with gasoline that fire, man, you become part of that smoke and smoldering. And then you you your flesh burns into the air, man. And you become one with the earth, man. That's it's a beautiful
1: terrible, sight. Man. It's a All wonderful right. time, man. All right, shut up. You just don't get it.
2: You don't get it, man.
0: I'm with you, Dylan.
3: I'm with you. Anyway, um, the police tried dragging the ocean. Shut up, Mike.
1: No, 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 no. What I was going to say was... um, uh, Shut up, Dylan. No, no. It, the, the witnesses, right? So they had the, yeah. the, the couple and the old woman and... Sean. And Sean. Not this Sean. Not yeah. brother Sean but uh, Sean from the movie, and um, I think the old lady says um, something about it looked like they were having a wonderful time or something like that. Oh. So, bringing yeah, back that line from the first movie. <laughs> nice callback. Yeah,
3: it, it's also just weird because I have no idea who this old lady is, and we do not meet her again.
1: Yeah. Um, This may have been the one I think that in my, in my mind, I referred to as a poor man's uh, Mrs. Kintner.
3: <laughs> Basically.
1: Yes. Which I actually looked up on IMDb to see if it was uh, Mrs. Kintner again, and it wasn't. Or it could have been a different person in this movie. But there was another one that I was like, I swear I looked it up to see, was that Mrs. Kintner again? It may have been one of the beach scenes. I can't remember for sure. But the other the other thing to speak to what you were saying about like their only movie role and um, and dousing themselves with gasoline, I was looking up like some of the people that acted in this movie and to see if like they went on and were they in any of the other movies and stuff like that. And really, this was literally a lot of them. Their only roles, like yeah. they were either in the first movie or the second movie, but they were never in any subsequent movies after that, or very few. Like Mrs. Kittner, even she was in like three movies: Jaws, Jaws: The Revenge, and one other movie like way later on in life.
3: Is she just in <laughs> Jaws: The Revenge because of like archival footage.
1: No, I think I think when Mrs. Brody leaves the island, um, when she leaves Amity Island, Mrs. Kittner uh, has like a little cameo.
3: No, oh, I, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. So she goes
1: and she up sla- she slaps up she slaps, <laughs> she Mrs. slaps Brody. Mrs. Brody. Because she's still exactly. pissed about Alex, she's like, "You let
2: that shark eat my black veiled hat that I wore." <laughs>
3: <laughs> I loved that hat. Uh, so,
0: granny so, makeout couple and the child,
3: yeah. That, yeah. that
0: I think is Sean. See the self-immolating uh, boat pilot and the.
1: Well, they just see the smoke, and the they don't exploiter. really see what occurred
3: oh we all know they saw it explode they just were like we don't want to say what happened
1: the beaches have to to stay open
3: exactly
2: we saw this woman flailing to uh (laughs) to the music of 1978 yes some Alan Parsons project there you (laughs) go
3: well, they try dragging the ocean floor for the wreck of the boat, and eventually they get a hold of something, but it turns out to be a power line. So they drop it, or they're going to cause a blackout on the island. Um,
1: Liz astutely uh, uh, made a comment when we were watching this, and I just—I didn't even react to it. But she's like, "Gee, that's some foreshadowing."
4: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: Having not seen this movie, having not before, seen this
0: movie, I immediately was like, "I know how this movie
3: ends now."
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wait, wait. So Brody's having some growing pains with his family, uh, and he tells uh, Mike not to go too far out on the boat, and he's getting kind of paranoid about the dangers of the water after the events of the previous film. And but down on the beach, the teens discover the carcass of a killer whale. So Brody calls in another scientist, uh, whose name I don't know, and I don't. Poor
1: know. man's Hooper.
3: Yeah, poor right. man's Hooper to look at the bites. This thing looks fucking gnarly. It looked cool as hell. Uh, Brody says to measure the bite radius and suggest it was a great white, and he clearly knows his shit because this scientist is about as enthusiastic as fucking wax paper. And also, right. we never see her again
1: yeah she didn't last in the in this movie as long as uh matt hooper did in the first movie yeah.
3: she she
0: literally had she, I, yeah no she had no personality uh and, and again i don't know if that was her her role was to be dry and pointless yeah. <laughs> literally she didn't really say anything other than it yeah. could be yeah. a shark
1: but like oh, richard Dreyfus, richard Dreyfus literally chewed the, the 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 you know the foot like uh, his his role like I mean he was he was eating it up right yeah he... and she she just fucking choked on it
0: yeah yeah
2: literally he literally he ate it up he showed up to the Brody's and ate that plate of
4: food <laughs> yeah that yeah was good.
0: like the second Hooper got off the boat he was like you know, talking to people, interacting with people, you know, tell those guys to not go out in that boat. Don't go out <laughs> in that all boat. Gonna die. <laughs> all gonna die. You know, th- th- he was charisma. He was charisma. She was a charisma deficit. She was a charisma black hole. Yeah.
3: She was a nurse at Valley Hospital.
1: <laughs> and this, at this scene, though, Dylan, was something that you mentioned a little while ago. This was one of those points where they try and, uh, uh kind of imply do sharks take things personally like are the brodies a target for sharks
3: yeah and this is kind of what i really don't like like from a storytelling point of view about the jaws movies because i just do not find the idea of vengeful sharks going after one fucking family to be really like that that fucking good it's really stupid
1: no, that would be really bad as if, like, the Brodies moved to, like, Wisconsin and the shark still, like, sought <laughs> them out.
3: Yeah, or, like, the Sahara Desert. <laughs> yeah. What's, well, like...
1: There's so, sand sharks. And the
3: thing
0: is that on a stretch, it could be believable if it was the original shark. If the first Jaws got away and Jaws came back... But this is a completely different shark because they killed the first one so like is this like the indigo montoya of
4: sharks (laughs) (laughs) well the other thing too is
3: they don't even have to like say oh do sharks remember things they could just be like oh my god i think it's another shark how the fuck? why like that's fine it's just another shark
1: like the the first shark uh before it was killed like sent off like a telegram uh, yeah. To the other sharks to let them know, hey, got this family here that's being being a real thorn on my side. They're called the Brodies. They live near Amity Island. They uh, blow
3: half of my face.
2: Avenge me, dear son.
3: I am going
0: before. I am going against the Brodies. If you, if I shall not return, avenge me.
1: If you do not hear back from me within a week, come up avenge here. me
0: tell your mother i love her and avenge me
2: (laughs)
1: also your
3: dozens and dozens of brothers and sisters
2: (laughs) in the original cut of the first film like as uh as brody's saying smile you son of a you hear avenge me
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I feel like marlon brando would have been the shark like streetcar make streetcar you know stella
3: a streetcar named shark
0: yeah (laughs)
3: Well, Brody tries to talk to the mayor, saying they think they have another shark problem. And again, how the fuck is the mayor still elected? People died on his watch. But man, he is extra sleazy in this. Like he is full on Trump mode in this movie. Um, yeah, and a lot even of people though people die can,
2: on mayors' watches, and they probably like <laughs> again. They like the jackets.
3: <laughs> it's true. And. <laughs> I mean, really. If anything, it should be the uh, the mayor that the shark should be going after. Out of principle, it'd be great if the shark just like walked on land with a handgun and just shot the mayor in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, "All right, I'll leave now." And Brody's Somehow like, just in "Leave." The turn
2: it's got it outside. <laughs> yep.
3: Um, and like, am, so- am I the only
0: one that's envisioning the shark from Star uh, Tuna?
3: Charlie? Yeah, just like yeah. that little blue thing. <laughs> is he a shark?
0: Is uh, he yeah, is? he always wants the tuna. Uh,
3: I guess so. He just—I just thought he was another tuna.
0: I thought he was a shark.
2: Um, Wait, what is? Yeah, let's. Uh, Charlie from want. Starkist? Yeah, let me uh, find this out.
0: But um, so, like the mayor, like you're saying, how is he possibly the mayor? And my theory was nobody else wanted the job. Right.
3: He ran uncontested. It would have been better if uh, Brody became the mayor. He should have challenged him.
1: <laughs> I like my theory of like uh, Mrs. Kittner should have uh, should have maybe uh, run for mayor or oh, totally. or or had her uh, husband. I presume there was a husband uh, run for mayor. I mean, they you'd think they would win, right? Of course. Was, yeah. I mean, with all the. Um, the, the, what we were talking about last episode with the presumed uh, mob ties. Maybe, um, but
4: uh, maybe,
1: maybe there was a reason why uh, the mayor was the mayor, you and know?
0: Like Dylan said, it's full on Trump. It's mm-hmm. like land development, uh, mob ties. Yeah. Yeah.
2: A lot of money. Um, full name is Charlie the Tuna.
0: Oh, I always thought he was a shark
3: so the tuna
1: wants to eat tuna
3: (laughs) so it is fucked up
1: that is a little awkward That is messed up yeah
3: well even though i can sympathize with brody being like you know there's a shark this is all kind of hitting a lot less hard than it did in the first movie it's just revisiting the same ground so So while driving down the beach brody sees a large object in the tide and stops to pull it out and again, I like this scene because it does a good job showing how terrified Brody is still of the water, even though he's, quote-unquote, conquered his fears. And boy, is there a reveal as the burned corpse of the boat pilot shows up. It looks like she's trying to give him a hug, actually.
1: <laughs> that This scene was good, man. The the yeah. the music and yeah. how, it, how it created the tension and everything. I, I actually really like this scene. It, it was like a good jump scare. It kind no, of for so remi- so
3: far. Sorry.
1: Um it kind of reminded me in some respects of like the um the jump scares if you've ever seen the movie Poltergeist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when the corpses come out of the swimming pool? Yes. Yeah. Those. That's what it reminds me of. And it worked really well. Um it's like we need a jump scare like something on a Poltergeist. So how can we get to that point? I know. Let's have a woman douse herself in gasoline and burn herself to a crisp. <laughs> then we can have moved that the scene.
2: tombstones, but they left the bodies.
3: <laughs> Bastards moved the boat, but you left the one body.
4: <laughs>
3: well, that makes
4: that
0: gives it some continuity as to like how would they have shown a corpse in at the beginning? Because like how in the first one you had the corpse of the girl with the crabs all over it on the beach. Mm-hmm. So there's your dead body there. So like they needed like the dead body scene. Mm
4: -hmm. What were
0: they going to do? Were they going to do another washing it up on the beach? No, we're going to have it float on the water. And at that point, maybe makeup to do a dead body would be easier if it was just like a charred corpse, like a charred mannequin, than try to create a waterlogged dead person.
1: Yeah, they they should have also used um, when it came up out of the water. And attacked him. They should have also used the Matt Hooper scream at that point.
3: <laughs> totally. Yeah, I mean, I like this scene. And uh, again, like, even though the movie's not great, like, everything that's kind of happened so far is like fine. You know, we're kind of moving along, mm-hmm. we're putting the pieces in. Um, and a lot of this movie takes place during the day, as opposed to the other movie, which had quite a few night sequences. Right. So. Um, but next we see Brody tipping his bullets off with sodium cyanide, a.k.a. poison, which it said on the thing, and then (laughs) seals it on with wax. He wants this fucking shark dead the next time it shows up. Uh, Another thing I like about this movie is how Brody is clearly being worn down by this and getting progressively more and more desperate and nervous, so he's getting a little bit Quint-like, but he can't really shake his neuroticism, so he's still just, like, kind of a fucking anxious mess but there's a huge blooper here so when Brody goes home after he almost gets caught by his deputy uh, Ellen says that there's a Matt Hooper on the phone for you and he's on the Aurora or that he called and she just like straight up does not remember who Matt Hooper is how? Unless they were that wasted the night that Hooper took Brody's plate of chicken and mashed potatoes like what the hell? This is just bad writing.
0: <laughs> right, and like, did he not stick around after
3: they got back to shore? You would he never think there's a survived over. a horrifying shark attack besides your husband you'd remember.
1: Uh, He actually swam the barrels all the way back to the mainland. Yeah. They had all that wine that night.
0: Like, if she had said, oh, Matt Hooper called for you.
1: Yeah, they had all that wine, a pretty amazing threesome, uh, probably <laughs> some uh, marijuana cigarettes, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a wonderful time. But yeah.
0: instead, she she says, uh Matt Hooper called for you."
1: Yeah, she, yeah,
2: he had some close encounters. With <laughs> of the Matt Hooper
1: kind. I heard he wrote quite the opus uh, after this.
3: He turned into a real Dick Cheney because he played Dick Cheney in the George Bush movie. Anyway. Brody also grounds Mike and assigns him a job for the rest of the summer. Uh, Peyton shit. So down at the public beach, Brody is keeping watch from a tower for any sharks while his wife and the mayor and company give a tour to some investors. The mayor asks Mike, whose job is just, like I said, paint and shit, where Brody is, and he gets all verklempt when he sees him shark spotting. Brody thinks he sees the shadow of a shark and orders everyone out of the water. He dashes down to the shore and unloads his revolver at the alleged shark, and a lifeguard says, it is actually just a school of bluefish. So now Brody looks pretty bad. He's got, like, a lot of egg on his face some shark face I like face. I like
1: the guy telling him that it was bluefish like the guy's yeah, me accent
3: too. It's just bluefish. It's Just
1: bluefish. Another mushmouth the uh, local. <laughs> yeah. In this in this movie in this movie series it's Just
3: bluefish. This that scene is also preceded by like a weird montage sequence of just like random people on the beach and I couldn't help but think it just seemed like so goddamn pedestrian and like uninteresting.
0: What's funny is you, you you joke about that, but I have home movies from
3: are like just like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. They are for I'm three years old, so it's 1978. And my grandparents and aunt, uncles, huge extended family all went down to Ocean City, Maryland and rented like beachside cottages. Probably 20 people, all different, you know, like a whole line of cottages. And my grandfather and my uncle took their like Super 8 camera that no sound and just filmed people on the beach, like people catching a horseshoe crab, people catching jellyfish, people playing out in the water, people like lounging on the beach. Um, And it looked exactly like that. That was that footage.
1: People peeing in the ocean like Sean does. Yeah, there's nothing quite like that.
3: People peeing on their jellyfish stings.
1: It's a wonderful time. Yeah, there's
2: nothing quite like it. Come on down. There's people peeing all over the place.
3: (laughs) Come on down. There's people pissing into the surf. (laughs) All right. Come on down. We pee into the surf here on Amity Island.
2: Come on down. The toilets are open. Everybody's having a wonderful time.
3: Come on down, the toilets are closed, but you can piss in the water. <laughs> so the pictures from the camera found in the water come back and they see the Orca. again, why was the shark hunt from the first film not made out to be a bigger event it, you know that it, 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 local to the town? I don't get it. Um, as well as the shark's eye. You, there's a picture of the shark's eye. So Brody presents the evidence to the town council and they are not impressed. And he doesn't want to go through the same shit as in the first movie and ultimately winds up getting fired. Um, so
1: the shark was in the vicinity of the, this new shark was in the, the vicinity of... The shark planted of,
3: evidence to get Brody fired.
1: <laughs> well, maybe. But it was in the vicinity of the orca, right? Yeah. So it was conducting its own investigation of what occurred to
3: its brother shark.
0: Yeah, Indigo Montoya shark was seeing where his father was killed.
1: Yes.
3: Brother Shark. Yes. Brother, shark. <laughs> brother Shark. So at oh, the town bar, uh, Mike and company decide to go out on their boats and party it up. So big old middle finger to his dad. Except Mike is <clears> beached, <throat> beached and the girl wants he wants to go out with says to be at the dock at eight. So obviously that's gonna happen. Um so,
1: so wasn't that weird, like they're at this like, whole scene some,
3: was weird.
1: They're at some towny bar. And like everybody's drinking beers like around them, and then there's these like fucking like sixteen year old kids hanging out at the bar as well. Yeah. Well, that's the other like thing. I wasn't too.
0: sure. I was gonna sure. Sh- I wasn't sure about the ages because uh, at that time, legal drinking age was eighteen. Mm. Um, it wasn't twenty one until the eighties. So okay. at that time, those kids might have been around legal drinking age. All right. Okay. And what I thought was weird. Was So here's this visiting girl, cousin of a
4: townie,
0: mm-hmm. um, basically dictating what all the townie people are going to do. Like, yeah. who made you queen bitch visiting girl?
3: <laughs> the mayor.
0: <laughs> and like, the what does she say to, to Michael? Do you always do what your father tells you to do? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like... Mm. Uh, <laughs> She was just like a bitch. Yeah, I'm like, stop. I hope you get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I was disappointed that
1: she did not get eaten.
0: Did, I mean, uh,
1: it, it might be a bad time to say this, and it, it it might be an elephant in the room a little bit, but um, if you're watching these movies in the series of movies, right the the ages of the kids in the first movie. And how close in age they were to each other compared to, like, how much older now Michael is to uh, Sean. There's, like, a huge, like, gap, I think, there.
0: No, I think in the first movie how he was playing with the sandcastle type thing. I wouldn't have put him at much more than three or four. And the brother was, like, 11. You think? Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. It just seemed it seemed like um, Michael was much more older now in this one. I, I guess maybe it was okay.
0: I think it's probably about eight years, eight eight yeah. years difference between the two of them.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. It, maybe I'm wrong. It just seemed it seemed like I, I thought maybe that there was maybe a uh, some revisionist uh, aging there. <laughs>
4: well, I think it could be.
1: I guess it could be. Yeah, I
0: figure in the second movie, Sean is like ten. Nine or 10, and Michael is 16, 17. 17. Yeah.
3: This is what Mike is hung up on? Mm -hmm. A
1: little bit. Uh,
2: Uh, Just uh, that. Everything else was fine.
1: No, I'm (laughs) hung up on a lot of things about this movie. There's some very disappointing things about this movie to me. But we'll we'll get there, I think, when we close out this episode. Well,
3: okay, so we're at
0: the Tony Bar. Huh? We're left the Tony Bar.
3: Yeah, and we're back with Brody, who passes off his badge to his deputy, so now he's the chief of police. So now Brody starts drinking, but it's not the good stuff, as he puts it. It's like Jack Daniels, I think, And uh, but he does uh, pour out his customary pint glass full of booze, and he toasts Jeff, and Ellen consoles him, and he goes... I'm too damn tired. And she goes, you're too damn drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, they're always wanting to get frisky. I know there's still about an hour or so left in the movie. And we really haven't seen the shark that much, even in the first film. When you don't see the shark throughout the film, you still knew the shark was around and doing shit via camera tricks and whatnot, or the scenes were really good and engaging, but like, I've kind of found myself to be rather bored since the burned corpse showed up. Like there really hasn't been a lot of other things like happening to kind of keep your interest and they're not like exploring the town or getting into like issues with the land development or anything like that. And at this point the movie basically just turns into a teen slasher flick with a shark.
0: Yeah, there's no there's no quippy dialogue. There's no um there's some of that charm of
1: the first movie.
0: Yeah, there's really no charisma. There's no personality. It's just like a it's, it's just the wet fish. It's just it's just not well, Could him. you
1: imagine like if they tried to recreate the scene of Hooper at the Brody house with Brody comes home from being fired with and he, he's there with the wife, and the deputy comes in and hangs out with them and has dinner. Or better
3: yet, it's like the scientist that, you know, was supposed to be Hooper, and she's just like...
1: Oh, she shows up, and...
3: How was your day? And he's like... Yeah. You know, says that, whatever. It's like, swell. Is and then refuses to, to eat. <laughs> when it's I was like, a kid, uh, I got a bow, and I hooked this scup, and as I was reeling it in... A 14-foot-long baby thresher shark ate my boat.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it would be delivered just like that.
3: Do you so have any Mike salad? Sean, Oh, Mike and Sean snuck out at dawn um, to go sailing. Oh, that kind of rhymes. Oh, wow like i said this is kind of like mirroring the structure of the first film where the first half is on the island second half is on the water meanwhile a diving crew heads out into the reef slash kelp field to catch lobsters and the shark like jets out of the kelp pretty good jump scare i forgot about that one and nips one of the divers they all manage to escape so this might be like the only person who gets attacked by the shark in the series and lives to tell the tale uh the shark then pursues the teens on their sailboats Oh, but in this scene, you don't see the shark. It's just a bunch of aerial shots of the sailboats, and this hella dramatic music is playing. Like, why?
0: <laughs> I do have to happening. take a, I have to take a step back. Um, the scuba diver didn't get bit by the shark.
3: What? Ha- uh, well, he had. He got like the bends, right? He
0: got the bends, and but I thought the, there uh, was like some embolism. blood
3: coming out of him. Like, I thought yeah, the that shark, was. The- like,
0: Okay. No, he was cough. He had a blood embolism in his lungs, that's what the bends are. So he was coughing up blood.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, um, uh, but he got
0: that. startled by an enormous mm-hmm. shark, which is why he surfaced too fast and got the bends. Oh,
4: he
1: an enormous survives. shark with a charred face.
0: Yeah, we assume he, he survived. survived. They took him to
2: the radiohead album, <laughs>
1: and uh. And now he has mush mouth like some of the other uh, Islanders do. <laughs> it's
3: like a qualifier for first yeah. movie. Hey, you guys okay over there? <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, the
1: the person earlier in this movie that I mentioned had the mush mouth.
3: Yeah, the um, bluefish. It's just
1: bluefish.
3: Right, but you're right.
0: It was just like aerial shots of of. I will not even call them sailboats. I forget what they're called when they've got the. It's basically like two boards with a. Oh, with a, a
3: carabiner. Or
0: yeah, something like that. I forget what that is. Type that, what of, is,
3: is, that, is that what those things are called? A carabiner.
0: I forget what that type of sailboat is because it's not actually a oh, boat. No. Boat. Oh
3: my! No, it's not a carabiner. A carabiner. Oh yeah, like
1: yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. With the the can't like almost like the canvas uh, across the two. Is it a the catamaran?
3: Is it a catamaran? Catamaran.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Catamaran, not...
3: Mike. You you forgot about catamaran?
1: I didn't forget about catamaran. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know I know the type of boat you're talking about, but it has like the the canvas, the canvas across the two like that goes between the two, uh, pontoon type things. Yeah. And then, like at one point, like if you're like really like up on like like trying to turn the sail like the one end might come up so you're like you're kind of like leaning back and the the rest of the boat is like above you
0: yeah it's like it's like a really cheap um like build it yourself kind of boat it's not a boat boat yeah it's almost like two canoes tied together with a
1: hammock (laughs) kind of yeah
3: Got some more uh, good Brody dialogue where he says, Mike get shit-faced and punch your boss in the face. And Ellen <laughs> says, I better give notice. And he goes, ah, wait on it, we may need the income. So he gives her a ride to work, kicking over all of the empty beer cans in front of his truck. Um, the shark, meanwhile, zeroes in on a couple of teens about to get it on, knocking the dude in the water. The shark swims around the board, the board swims around the boat, and of course gets the dude or eddie i guess his name was yeah his name was totally see the machine holding the shark up in the water too so the whole like the shark looks fake bit is really starting to take hold here
1: um um the makeout scene between the two before the shark attack was clearly uh a great uh, uh, product placement sponsor there uh by (laughs) coca-cola
0: because they made sure to hold the cups or the can or whatever
1: of Coca-Cola like while they were making out. Like Mm -hmm. and
0: facing it out. Like
1: it was fucking hysterical. What? What What was
2: that, Sean? Like making out with people you haven't seen people do like hold out like it would
1: have been like this. Like (laughs) I and
2: I'm like mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, it's
1: just a
0: general funny. rule that you don't hold a beverage while you're having a moment with a person because because
1: you, then you'll get attacked by a shark
0: no because then you'll dump it down their back oh
2: and that wasn't like an exaggerated noise by mike you know,
1: not at all, that's what happens when we make out.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's Mike's kissing noise. It's
1: going to be that way from now on, I think. No, it's
3: not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brody and Ellen follow an ambulance down to the dock where they find the diver.
2: <laughs> I'm like going back, of I'm imagining you may not let the power of, of us <laughs> to you made out because Mike my he's like that
4: holding
3: been... a drink at, he's holding a drink out at the same time
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and I would have been like is it too late to unsay that I do
2: I don't
3: I don't
2: Liz is looking out in the crowd she's like second chance does anybody uh do <laughs> Anybody have any
1: objections,
3: objections. objections to this? <laughs> it's like Sean's yeah, so like, like oh
1: no, man, 90%, 90% of the church just goes, uh, yes.
0: <laughs> and then Mike's, if he makes Mike sound like the, uh, the, what was it, the special ed Superman? <laughs>
3: Oh, the El Mudo or whatever video from like a thousand years ago on the internet? Yeah. That's
0: Mike's
4: kissing noise.
3: Oh my god. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
3: Sean's hysterical.
0: Now you have to make that noise anytime you kiss me around Sean.
3: <laughs> I think Sean's gonna have a blood ambulance embulism.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so Brody did um um uh, like <laughs> uh basically follow the ambulance to the docks
3: okay i'm sorry i have to just quickly interrupt here i uh, clicked out of the screen and then clicked back and forgot about the pillow behind mike's head and i thought he was wearing like a very large hat for a moment like <laughs> sort of like um like, like a, a cowboy burt hat, hat. Like, like, like burt reynolds from uh, snl <laughs> like a 10-gallon oh,
2: yeah. hat he yeah. was like turd ferguson
3: yes <laughs> It does kind of look like a cowboy hat. It does
0: hat. look like a cowboy hat on backwards
3: <laughs> or on sideways. <laughs> yeah, well the diver did not have a hat on. Um the deputy says the divers went out shortly after the kids, so naturally Brody, who nobody knows isn't the chief anymore, goes into business mode and he convinces him to ride out in their police boat to get the kids. Who we are headed to a lighthouse. Um and Brody calls in a chopper as well. His wife goes too. Um Turns out the kids aren't headed to the lighthouse, but they're going um, elsewhere. Uh, so more sailing. There's so much goddamn sailing in this movie.
4: Uh, I want chop Brody,
3: on. Brody finds Tina in the boat, uh, the one that had just gotten attacked, who yells out shark. So he signaled down another boat that brings in Ellen and Tina and uh, his deputy Jeff. He heads off in the police boat to find the kids. Meanwhile, dorky Elvis gets his boat chomped by the shark. He gets pulled out by the shark and it starts to just wreck havoc amongst the boats, flipping one over. Basically, everybody goes into the water and they're all stranded, including Mike, who is unconscious and floating in the water, uh, but they pull him out. Uh, just shark... barely. Yeah, and when the shark does try to bite the boat, you can just see its upper lip fold inward, like it is clearly just... Thin material, whatever it is, rubber, and it looks so fucking silly. Like it looks silly compared to even the stiff mouth movements of Bruce in the first movie. Like really? the yeah. shark is just was not sharp, very. Shark with a cleft palate. Yeah,
0: it seemed it seemed less believable than the first one.
3: Yeah, which is well, and kind I, of I
1: mean. mean, I think that's something that, um, and we we talked about this a lot about when we were talking about the first movie was it, it they didn't have to show the shark a lot to. To bring that fear into right. place, to make and an this, impression, and this one did, it worked. This one they tried to show the shark a lot more, yeah, right. and it worked to some degree. But in other cases like this, uh, it maybe didn't.
0: And I think the other thing that bugged me, and it 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 always has bugged me, but that whole iconic um, shark fin above the water, mm-hmm. um, sharks don't do that. Sharks have gills, so they don't have to surface. That fin is orca because they're a mammal and have to surface to breathe. Sharks do not surface like that and show off their fins. So for they them to... do,
3: The only time they do that is when they throw like a bunch of like fucking bait in the water. And then they like do the, they like come out from the bottom and they like do the thing with their teeth and whatnot. But, I mean, like, yeah, the shark, like, they do do that, but, like, they sharks don't, like, generally, like, you know, unless they're going for, like, a bird or something, like, on the surface of the water, they generally are not, like, jumping out of things to, like, get at other things. Right,
0: and they don't swim along the surface. They swim under. Like, if you look at a shark, its eyes are placed almost at the top of its head so it can look up.
3: Although all those videos of them, like, fucking flying up and, like, Eating the seals is pretty insane. Like right, but like was like cool.
0: the whole tailing somebody or just swimming along in the ocean with their fin showing. That that's not they're not going to do that because if they're chasing down a seal or a seagull, they're not going to show themselves above water.
3: Right. Exactly.
0: Um, the only things like the only things that will surface like that are whales, dolphins anything that has to surface to breathe sharks have gills they don't
1: have to do that well now you're trying to bring realism into that. i'm sense. sorry but
0: it's, it's always been a bone of contention for me that that whole oh the shark fin it's it's how you know they're coming nope because they're not gonna publicize that they're coming they don't have to breathe
3: you hear um, that everybody the shark is not coming no shark
1: is uh, canceled. you know why it shows its fin because it's getting ready to make out. <laughs> Mako
0: Mako Shark.
3: A Mako shark?
4: Mm-hmm. shark? Did you also notice
3: I think the shark made some like weird noises? Like it just sounded kinda stupid.
0: Like a gnashing sound? Like a... Yeah,
3: I couldn't really figure out what it was, but it made like a weird noise, and I just was like, this is silly.
0: Yeah, like a gargling gnashing sound.
3: Yeah. So the kids plan to float to the Cable Junction Island. Meanwhile, the helicopter that Brody called in finally arrives and is piloted by Michael McCutcheon, apparently, with that chin strap beard he has. Um, um, of course, well, they, the shark they, has.
1: Michael, Michael and uh, uh, sailed away with two of the other guys that. Yeah, were... and
3: like, I didn't even realize that happened.
1: Um, that their boat was still um, sailable. And there's a part about that, though, that I think we'll get to in a minute. But uh, yeah, the helicopter shows up and spots them, uh,
3: obviously, the shark has other plans. While fixing a line to the boat, the shark chomps the chopper and just drags this entire thing under the water, which is pretty impressive. This causes the propeller to explode and send shrapnel flying into the sailboat so the kids are stuck again and the shark starts battering their, uh, I referred to it as a flotilla of boats. I don't know if that's actually correct, but I just wanted to use the word flotilla. It sounds good. Uh, Sean Brody manages to climb on a boat, but the girl he is with, uh, gets eaten. Um, there's a quick scene of Ellen chewing out the shitty town guy, uh, back with the teens. They're trying to get Sean to grab onto a rope to pull him in, but he's obviously terrified. Um... Mr Bovine starts getting really sargy about him being scared but apparently him threatening to beat the shit out of him is enough to convince him to like do it which is kind of unreal. And then when they do get him over he like just about starts eating Sean's face like <laughs> he
1: you know, does he starts boat. kissing them like, like it's weirdly. really
3: bizarre and weird. And I'm like why is this not Michael?
1: Because Michael sailed away with It doesn't be-
0: matter. Just Lee wasn't there. I don't know. The, the kissing of the forehead and the cheek was very it was weird.
1: Was very weird. Um. So I, I I gotta point this out, right? The so
3: pray, praying to Jesus for help. No. I forgot about that. That was fucking hilarious. At
1: this point, I mean, do you remember in the first movie how they talk about like the shark and how much it can eat and all that? Right. Mm-hmm. This shark, within a short amount of time, had eaten Eddie. Um, the helicopter pilot, presumably, I'm thinking, uh, because we never saw him again, mm-hmm. and um, the the girl in the like the blue and white dress thing that helped out Sean mm-hmm. get back onto the boat. Those three people at that point.
0: And then previously, the the jet skier,
1: the the water skier,
0: what, water skier. I Keep making that. <laughs> the and
1: skier. who else? Uh um, the, the the two divers. We presume
3: and, and like a piece of an, of a killer whale.
1: Yeah. So That's I a lot of important. eating.
3: Yeah. But it's a so, man.
1: So meanwhile, um, Michael, and it, it's almost like the next morning. I think Michael and the other two guys that were sailing, like somehow meet up with chief Brody. But it almost seemed like they were back at Amity Island by that point,
3: or something. What if, I, yeah, there's some pretty inconsistent. Like
0: I'm well, Michael and his mother. Michael was injured; he got hit in the back of the head with the mast of a thing. Right. So when Chief Brody had the police thing or the police boat, he offloaded Tina, the... Michael.
3: No, no. Oh, he
0: offloaded Tina and his wife.
3: No, Wait. that happened. No, that happened even before they stayed yeah. on the boat and got picked up by like a random other boat. And then he—that was the girl. Into, when he runs into Michael, he just tells him like head back into shore, basically. Yeah, go
1: yeah. home. But they seem like they were really close to shore.
3: Yeah, I, there's just some pretty inconsistent like filming yeah. here where it looks um, like they're out at sea, but then they're not.
1: Um, but. The, what you were referring to was the girl that was making out with Eddie with the Coca-Cola uh, plot uh, product placement. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in shock, and she ended up going back to Amity with the, depu- the deputy, we'll call him, Deputy Hendricks, uh, uh, Mrs. Brody, and the other people on the other boat. Right. Michael and his two chums. No, well, that's probably not the right word. Michael and his two friends uh, were... Um, Close enough to shore, it seems. I don't know where the fuck Chief Brody, where he like took that boat around to, but man, he, he, it looked like he almost was back at Amity when he found them.
3: Well, clearly he had no sense of direction about where to go, you know. But But then he he ends up, operate anything.
1: He ends up finally out at the lighthouse, right? And he doesn't see him there.
3: Yeah. Uh, so he's just like, oh, I guess they're going this way. They're going to the t- Cable Junction Island. Because um, it's the only thing point, after it. Yeah, at this point, I really thought that this character that was on all the sailboats was Mike, and it was this other guy named Larry. And I was <laughs> like,
0: what the yeah. fuck? How is that not Mike? It was the mayor's son.
3: Yeah. Oh, right.
2: Yeah, he looks exactly like Mike. What's that? I just want to say chum is a good word to use in this movie.
1: Uh, nice. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if it should be used synonymously with friend or or, or with chumming the waters. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you could use it both ways. Yeah, but they well, could get
2: eaten, so they could be hmm. uh, end up as chum.
1: Yeah.
3: Well the flotilla gets stuck in the rocks by cable junction and uh but luckily brody's there finally Uh, the shark attacks uh, causing brody to beach his police boat so they try to use the boat crane to pull the boats over but it gets caught on another power cable and then the shark eats another team uh and it scrapes one of the other girls Brody then decides that inflatable raft is the best thing to fight a shark with, I mean I know his options were limited, but like it's a fucking little inflatable dinghy, and then climbs down the raised power cable to the raft in the water. The shark attacks Sean's boat, but Brody attracts it by bashing on the power cable with an oar because the scientist made some offhand comment about them being attracted to sound. And then Brody, in a suicidal move, holds the power cable out in front of him for the shark to bite on. And hopefully he does also not die in the process. Obviously this works. His big lines in this movie are, Open wide and say ah, which are pretty good. And the shark just fucking roasts. Like, it's awesome that they just cooked the prop shark. It does not burn the way a living creature burns at all. It burns the way a machine burns. And Brody saves the day and rescues the kids. And we're we're um, over. We're done.
1: So so like the the thing that I I think I commented to Liz afterwards is like I don't know that I'd ever go on a um, like a boat tour where uh, Chief Brody was the uh, the the um, uh, the captain of the ship because he, he he doesn't he doesn't drive boats very well. <laughs> nope. No, no.
3: That's why Cooper uh, drives the boat, Chief.
1: Yes. That much is uh, proof positive right there of him crashing into Cable Island. But, oh, my God, yeah. Uh, So the funny thing when we were watching this, you see kind of like the shark catch on fire from the electrocution, and it starts to char, and then you see bubble, 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 and it goes underwater. And Liz looks at me and goes, is is that it it's not going to jump back out or something Nope. Is, that's really it and i just sit there and i'm not answering her and then the credits start to roll and she's like you gotta be kidding me
0: i'm like <laughs> okay so um in my mind um the the screaming the screaming is female usually dies
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Which was Michael's love interest in this movie. Right.
0: The cousin that was visiting. Yeah. She was screaming her face off at everything for the last 20 minutes of this freaking movie. Yes. And I'm like, well, she'll die. So, you know. But she doesn't. She freaking lives. I'm like, what the... That's why. Well, aside from the fact that I was incredulous, (laughs) like Dylan said, it's like, it, it didn't die the way a living creature dies by electricity. I mean... A human or any creature that gets electrocuted will seize, and then just and it just and just stop.
1: It'll twitch. Yeah, I mean this <laughs> one literally burned from the inside out. Like all the insides burned out
3: of it, and then yeah, I bet you, just you saw a part it. of them was just like, "Oh, it feels so good to have this fucking thing just destroyed and out of our lives. This goddamn movie is over."
1: And then you just saw like the outer shell slash husk of it kind of just sink into the water,
2: and, and I just had another funny mental image of uh, Mike uh, Mike approaching this uh, that girl like to uh, make out <laughs> with her like, mm, oh, and like she's just <laughs> like, <"Aah!" laughs> oh, oh, look, I got my Jenny can.
4: <laughs>
0: Which is the right reaction to that so. uh. No, but I, I was disappointed. I am disappointed. The first movie was so good. The acting was good. The dialogue was good. The, the story, the anticipation was good this was not it had none of that except for a few shining moments uh from chief brody
3: yeah Yeah. it's it's got some like decent stuff in it like i said roy scheider gives it his all but just all the stuff that happens in the background is generally kind of forgotten about um like all the stuff with the mayor is just an afterthought and you could trim like easily 30 minutes out of this movie <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you, you know i hadn't watched this movie in some time um and i this movie for some personal reasons always held kind of like a a special place in my heart um it, it was it was a movie i remember <laughs> it watching it no longer does No, no, it still does. It was a movie I remember watching. Um, I was homesick. I I think it was in the sixth grade. And I was homesick. And I remember watching this movie with uh, our grandmother, Sean. And Mm -hmm. um, it was um, uh, the week that she passed away. And I remember watching this movie with her at least it was like on TBS or something like that. And they would always play the same movies over and over again. And I think we watched it at least twice all the way through. And I just, it, it, it always held kind of like that special place, like in my heart because of that. And it still does to a point, but like watching it now with like, you know, like a fresh set of eyes, I realized it really isn't that good of a movie. Uh, back when I was a kid, I think I had, like, an appreciation for it because, yeah, you know, like another fun shark movie. Um, But, like, now as, like, you know, being older and appreciating cinema for what it is, uh, you can't really appreciate this one as much as maybe you did when you were younger. But, yeah, this one always kind of reminds me of that week and the weeks after. Not to bring it down, but... Well, there's also...
3: There's also not enough like goofy, bad stuff to kind of make you laugh throughout the movie because they're still playing it like on the same level of intensity as the first film. It's just not as good, you know? There's just a lot of padding and the shark doesn't look particularly great. You know, there's not enough stuff happening in the background to kind of keep your interest.
1: Well, now you're never going to watch it. You're never gonna watch out that makeout scene with Eddie ever uh, the same again, are you? Mm. <laughs>
0: and there's honestly not enough good actors in the movie to carry it.
1: No, no, no a lot of them are
0: fucking
3: teenagers.
1: Yeah, they they really tried to do something with this movie, and it was it wasn't anything that the. Um, first one was it, it unfortunately
0: the acting out of the teenagers was like after school special level acting
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh and then you had one adult really who had any acting chops unless you want to count mrs brody i mean she's kind of plays this right man but you know
1: and she still is in it so minimally
0: yeah.
1: in, in the grand scheme of things
3: if anything, um, like the deputy probably got more dialogue than he did in the first movie.
0: Yeah, and they did try to give him kind of the comedic. Yeah, um, and they were
3: not bad. They actually had some good chemistry because they probably just like got along or whatever. But they yeah, they even just, have it's just it's lackluster. I think is the good yeah. way to describe the movie.
1: When when you were talking about the scene where he was dredging the uh, ocean. Uh, and he was at like the deputy was, and he was on the boat with uh, another another guy. That was supposed that was like their version of Quint for this movie. Who was like right. in one scene,
3: another mush faced yeah. local,
1: like a salty. I'm salty bored. And I'm jacket.
3: tired, and I'm cold. I want to go home.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like somebody watched the first movie and goes okay we can we can have a character that is like that character in this movie
0: for ten seconds
1: but and didn't have enough substance to carry them through and you know throughout the movie. It was like Sean I'm trying to think like there was like a um a Simpsons thing that they did which was kind of like that, wasn't it? Like where they like what was it Poochie or something like that where they they tried to make the character like uh, it, it was like a replacement for something else, and they tried to make it everything and everything that it could be, you know. Yeah, like-
2: they tried to in an episode, they tried like uh, they were trying to make uh, itchy and scratchy more hip and kind of cool with kids. Yeah, and so they added a, they went like overboard with it and they added poochie
1: and uh, yeah, um. I, I, I feel like that that the, in some respects this is what the movie, this movie kind of did was it went overboard with trying to fill like some of the void left by Richard Dreyfus and uh, Robert Shaw with some of these other characters and couldn't and then had all of these you know teenagers be the other main focus of it and they weren't they weren't enough to carry this I mean come on you can't replace. Those two people, those two actors, with a bunch of kids, and expect it to work in that respect.
0: And that's, I mean, I'm I'm going to stand by this and say that I think Sean and Dreyfus wrote a lot of their own lines. Uh,
1: you might be, you might be entirely right.
0: So I guess my question then is: the people who wrote the fir- these these first two movies, if they're the same two people that wrote them, did either of them write anything else of note? That we could go back and say oh yeah okay so there's the writing chops that showed up in the first jaws and didn't show up in the second one did either um, of those two people go on to write anything else of note
3: uh pretty sure carl gottlieb uh did um oh nope he let's see
1: career i mean i'm looking at his wikipedia yeah jaws
3: oh he uh, directed the movie *Caveman*, starring Ringo Starr, and also wrote That's, it. that's not
0: a that's not a shining beacon
3: in a career. How? how? One of the Beatles plays a caveman. <laughs> I'm curious. It also, has that. Dennis Quaid in it and Barbara. Bottle. Oh my God! He
1: co he co-wrote the screenplay for *The Jerk* with uh, right. Steve Martin.
0: But that was also probably a lot of Steve Martin.
1: True. And he also played Iron Ball's McGinty in that movie. And he also co-wrote uh, Jaws 3 or Jaws 3D.
3: Peter Benchley and... also wrote the first movie. He was one of and he's the original author. Uh, Howard Sackler wrote the wrote Jaws 2 with Gottlieb. Sackler went uncredited in the first one. I think I may have said that mm-hmm. earlier on in the episode. Mm-hmm. But
1: um, yeah, that's about it. So, not a ton of credit there.
3: Caveman.
1: Hey, He's still alive, too. He gets a dinosaur
3: way. high in it.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe you That's might. better than uh, anything
3: Jaws 2 has to offer.
1: You, maybe you might meet him someday, Dylan. He lives in New York City. I don't know. I'm I mean, Jaws, Jaws 2 didn't <laughs> have the gasoline lady.
3: Yeah. I did uh, talk to Janine Graffalo briefly the other day How about yeah. Jaws 2 know about something else entirely. Hmm. Why? Does she live near you or something? I'm not sure, but she was walking down the street and she had a a t-shirt on. This woman uh, had a t-shirt on for a show that Sarah introduced me to called Garth Marenghi. And I was like, just, all right, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be like, yo, Garth Marenghi rules. And she like turned around. She's like, oh my God, it's like one of the best shows. It's one of my favorite. Talked about it for like a couple of days. She's like, I'm sorry you're closing up shop. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. I'm like, no, you're good. And I was like, that looked, re- like, that person looked really familiar. And I just, like, looked her up on YouTube, listened to, like, three seconds of the video. I was like, holy shit, I think that was Janine Garofalo. And the arm tattoos gave it away.
1: Hmm. Um, Isn't it, isn't it actually pronounced uh Garth Marengay? I don't oh. think so. I, I was doing Carnegie. Kind of <laughs> I don't know, like Sean, I had to explain it. We'll it just two. it blew it up.
3: I'm sorry. It's 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> We've been I talking know. about Jaws 2 for two and a half hours. <sighs> I don't know, Sean. What do you times.
2: think of it? Um I I obviously, I mean, it's not it's not gonna compare to the first one. I mean, the first one's such a classic. Uh, but I can like appreciate points of this, like, and just watch it, like, kind of almost for some entertainment value out of it, uh, just out of things that I find humorous in it. It's a
3: movie you put on and not really pay attention to, like... Yeah,
2: yeah, kind of in that, in that way. And I think, I mean, that's what I've done with, like, the others, in a sense. I mean, especially this one and, I mean, the next one, uh, if we get to talking about it, um on another episode but yeah because i i I think some of the the actors that weren't in this one either while their character died in the first one or they just didn't return for this movie um i agree i mean they couldn't be replaced and also this one i it it had almost a bit too much where like the first one was like restricted in or not restricted i guess that's not the right word but limited the amount that you actually saw the shark and it built that tension and it built up that anticipation of seeing it. This, I felt like had a lot of repeat type of scenes. Like you had several like points where the shark was attacking. You saw the shark a lot. You saw or portions of the shark. The, The first one is we talked about, you know, you had the barrels, you had those moving you had the music. You had, you know, things that happened in it that you couldn't quite see it, or you didn't see it at all um, until it comes out in that iconic scene. Um, you know, with we're gonna need a bigger boat. So, like, I, yeah that there was that was just some of it, and then it kind of turned into like a lot of like, you know. A lot of screaming and a lot of like poor decisions being made um, <laughs> by characters and going out on the boats and stuff and it, it just like yeah I, I, it it's it's okay um, I don't think it's like the worst like shark sort of monster kind of like movie out there but yeah it, it it's all right. We're going to need a bigger flotilla. Yes. <laughs> Definitely need a bigger flotilla. But I think
0: mine was like, how many times can a shark ram a boat in a movie? Yeah. like, Is that normal behavior for sharks? I don't think so.
1: Mine was, how hungry can a shark possibly be? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, sharks got an eating disorder. Thought,
2: yeah. How, how uncoordinated could the gasoline lady be?
1: Very, yeah, Uh, she'll always live on in our memories. Mm -hmm. Ah! Uh, so yeah, why why don't we get out of here? Um, obviously, I mean, Sean kind of alluded to it. Um, we're gonna keep going in this series. Uh, Jaws 3D, 3 ish, D, I guess, Mm -hmm. is next up. I don't know if Liz will stick with us on that one or not. After, well, 3D doesn't work for me. It it's not actually 3D. The original theatrical release was 3D, okay. so you don't have that excuse. I,
3: I haven't watched Jaws three since like the first time I watched it, outside I, of like you know a little bit here and there on TV.
1: I, I gave you the option after the first movie. To tap out to tap out if you didn't feel like watching the second movie even though knowing that the second one wasn't going to be as good. I told you that. So again you'll you'll be given the option. If you want to tap out you can.
0: Depends on how bad it is.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I mean if you may tap out during the movie and that's perfectly okay. But we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Okay. But yeah we'll we're gonna continue on with the series like Sean mentioned and uh Stay tuned for that and you check out our uh, social medias and all that stuff and uh, get our episodes and check out the first uh, Jaws episode called uh, uh, A Wonderful Time, episode uh, 233 of this podcast. And uh, you get to hear us uh, discuss uh, Jaws and uh, hope you enjoyed this one. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, get out of here for uh, tonight. Well, thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where now you can visit Mike's Kissing Booth. Thanks for visiting oh. Jim's BBQ.
3: Oh.
1: Sponsored by Coca-Cola.
3: Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where we uh, freshly douse all of our food and cooks in gasoline before turning the grill on.
1: <laughs> hmm. Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ where you can now try our tortilla flotilla appetizer
3: with sheared sheared seared shark strips. Yeah.
2: <laughs> sheared. I guess it could be sheared too.
3: Shark gets a haircut?
1: Yeah, sure. Sheared Sheared into strips. Want my dude to look as good as
3: the maze. I don't know why. Black and shark. I, I don't know why uh, the uh, the shark sounds like Doctor Girlfriend from the <laughs> Venture Brothers, but it does. I don't know.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Miss Elizabeth, for joining us once again, thank gracing you for us, me. gracing us with your presence, <laughs> and uh, Brother Sean. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time, and uh, Dylan. It's been real. It has. All right. We well, all have a good night. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs>